tonight night, like the one two weeks from tonight, the night that we're going to rob it, 150 million without breaking a sweat. Now, there are 11 of us, each with an equal share. You do the math. Exactly. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Say we get into the cage and, and through the security doors there and down the elevator we can't move and past the guards with the guns and into the vault we can't open? Without being seen by the cameras. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, well, say we do all that. Uh, we're just supposed to walk out of there with $150 million in cash on us without getting stopped? Yeah. Oh. Okay. A little less conversation, a little more action, please. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less bark. A little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and open up your heart, and baby, satisfy me. Satisfy me. And welcome, 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 welcome. It's a podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin here to satisfy you in all the right places. Hello. <laughs> it's Best Film Ever. My name's Ian. And I'm Liam. And I'm Ethan. And uh, we're here to do episode number 98. Wouldn't that have been great if this was episode 11? <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. 87 episodes. <laughs> come on. Come on, come on, Ian. You are scheduling. You couldn't get this one right. I don't even know what episode 11 was, come to think of it. Oh, I don't. But we are here today to talk to you about uh, episode 98. <laughs> episode 11 was seven. Ocean's 98. <laughs> so, uh, my name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Ethan. Did we already do the names? Yes, yeah. we did, yeah. Well, we did it twice now. <laughs> Our 11th was Some Like It Hot. I was oh, just multitasking okay, there. Okay, so some okay. Like It Hot. Nice. Uh, yeah, so, um, big week for the pod. Yeah. Done quite well. The numbers are good. Numbers are good. Really cool. quite happy with cool, it. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, we kind of hit a little bit of a a buffer of a little of a little downward a little, slope. But you have to have the have to have a low so the highs feel good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's been a high this week. See, so yes, uh, let's, that feels much of a high. I'm starting to get a nosebleed. Are you? <laughs> you mustn't have paid much for your ticket. That's how far back we are. That's how high up we are. We're up in the guts. <laughs> so uh, sh- here's where we charted this week, and we do this because we want to show appreciation. Yes, we do. We charted this week in America, here at home in Britain, in Canada, in Australia. We were in Sweden. In Brazil, in Denmark, in the Netherlands, wow. in New Zealand. Thanks, hey. Ethan. Uh, in Portugal, the Philippines, the Ukraine, Malaysia, Nigeria. We were number 28 in Kenya, number 44 in Pakistan, number wow. 37 in Saudi Arabia, number 33 in Switzerland, Brilliant. number 10 in Ireland. Woo! Top of the morning to y'all. Absolutely. Uh, number seven in South Korea. Nice. Nice. I drive a Hyundai, so thank you for the car. (laughs) I think it's a Korean make a car. (laughs) Number four, thanks for leaving the light on. It's Sierra Leone. Hey, so uh, if you're sitting here, if it's your first time, thank you as well. Whether you're part of that group or not. Thank you, whether it's episode one or episode, I say 98. I mean, we've put out way more than 98 pieces of content. Oh, yeah. But this is our 98th full review of a film that we're doing. So if it's your first time, hey, thanks a lot. Uh, we, 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 We hope you like what you, what you hear. Uh, we're just a bunch of people talking, talking movies because uh, we're on the search for the best film ever. We and uh, we come from all sorts of walks. I mean, I teach film studies. Ethan, mm-hmm. you're going to university yeah. in study of, is it, is it media or is it film specific? Uh, media and television uh, currently. So okay. it's, like, it's a, a bit of production of, of both sides. So I've, see, I've seen both Hollywood and uh, British broadcasting. Very Excellent. Exciting. Uh, Liam? Cool. 
you own your own retro shop. I do indeed, yeah. So there's retro some records on tour. For all your retro needs. Absolutely. And uh, George is just a film fan. You know what she I mean? Is, and so the theory is, can we all come together with an agreement on what the best film ever is through, no. you know, a bit of a deep dive? <laughs> well, the answer is no, but we have fun discussing it. We do. And do. we do give things numerical ranking, and that sort of comes up with a chart. And, you know, it was... It was Chicago, episode 10, for like 86 weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Little Miss Sunshine came along Good. and knocked oh, that yeah. off. So maybe it'll be short-lived. Maybe, maybe it will only defend two weeks, and then Ocean's Eleven will take the crown. <laughs> yeah, but we start giving it like it 11 out of 10 and stuff. 11, yeah, if yeah. we start, if, we, if, it's, if you don't adhere to the rules of the game, it's real easy to win. Ah. Yeah. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Eddie Guerrero, there we are. <laughs> Viva La Raza. Um, promo stuff. We had a lot of stuff come out this week and coming out this week. Last week, we did Beauty and the Beast, a tale yeah. as old as time. Not the oh, name of the song, as Georgia love found it. out. Love it. Um, so that was good. Um, then we also released our real roundtable on the best war movies. We did. Mm. Ethan wasn't there for either of those. No, I was not. Uh, we thought he got stuck behind enemy lines. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so, so yeah. And then uh, we've we recorded just today. Well, actually, we, we released today. Eternals, our theater skip it on that. So, if you want to know, if you're like you know, the critics are sort of saying that it's kind of a kind of film. What did the BFE think about it? Go have a listen. listen Spoiler yeah. free. The first twenty five minutes. Yep. I listened and I've made my opinion. If I'm going to wait. Yeah. Uh, you kind of just buried the lead there, didn't you? Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Spoiler, spoiler, Ethan is spoiler. back in the house. Yeah, I should have been completely positive. I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> Too positive for me. Uh, <laughs> Typical Kiwi. There we are. <laughs> Everything's upside down for the minute. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to the spoiler it's part first and then the spoiler first. Oh, is that what you do? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, then we recorded just today, Ethan. We yeah. did episode one of Hot Guys. Yeah, hot Which guys. Sounds too much guys. like hot guys, but yeah, it's not. It it's, it's like Hawk I from Hawkeye. You said hot guys. No, I'm. I'm still saying. I'm, I'm not even doing it as a hawk. joke. I'm saying yeah, hot guys. <laughs> hawk guys. Yeah, hawk. I like it. I like it. I do. Even That's if tough to say, it is right. tough to say. Okay. I like it. It's all right. So that'll be coming out tomorrow. Well, tomorrow yeah. as we as we sit here, but so as we release it yesterday. Yeah. Hey. It's all wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Which will next week we'll be dropping. Uh, I will. Yeah, we'll be dropping the series four finale of Ooh Stolen Earth and I was going to say Parting of the Ways. What's the second one? Journey's End. There it is. Yeah. Don't look at me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Liam of that of that That's specific true. thing. I show up. I watch it. I talk when I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I do any of the heavy lifting. It's great. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> uh, while we're at it, uh, we do have a BFE top five on best musical films. No Hamilton, mm. no animation. Yep. Only rules. Mm-hmm. It's got to look like a movie. If it's on a stage, not a movie. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a play you recorded. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, let's talk on oh, the BFE mail call finally. Christmas questions. Looking forward to that. I think maybe two weeks today we'll record that. I think yeah. we've got enough stuff that we can do that. Yeah. yeah. I want to give us enough time that we can get a couple more rounds of questions in and feel in the Christmas spirit. Uh, yeah. For that one, I'm saying ugly Christmas sweaters. Oh, yes. Ooh. And cocoa and things like that. So yeah. we'll have candy canes and, you know, all, all, all that. Rigmarole. Oh, nice. That'll be nice. I'm gonna will we get eggnog this year? Eggnog? Yeah, I've never had it. Do you have, do you have eggnog in the, in the shops here? No. I've never I made my own eggnog. No? No. No. <laughs> I don't think no. I'd want to. It's, it's much easier just to go ahead and spend like a dollar twenty-five and grab some eggnog from the shop. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll look into that. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and hit some reflections and corrections from last week. First up, uh, a thousand apologies to both Josh, your next favorite movie, and Ed from the Film Effect podcast, because I kept calling Josh Ed last week. <laughs> and I do it once, like nine times. So I did get a hold of him ahead of time and say, 
don't yellow button me. I'll do it right now. But I was like, <laughs> I've called you. And for fair warning, tomorrow I call you Ed like five times. So there's a mistake. Think I made. Don't yellow button me. I love that. Hit the yellow button. I've tried, to, I've tried, I've tried to hashtag yellow button moment or, or hit the yellow button. I got one for Liam though. There's a mistake. I think I made. Big Ben's not fixed yet. Is it not? No, not until the second quarter of 2022. Wow. Oh, okay. I, I think they, they were playing. The a, I think they're playing a recording of it at the last New Year's. No, officially not. Not fixed until this, uh, second quarter 2022. Oh, okay. Okay. So just in case somebody's thinking about someone, went, oh, I might I'll have to come back and visit. Don't. If you're doing it for that, we'd hate for you to come all the way over and go. The BFE told me that Big Ben's fixed, so we're all right. Could you imagine if we meet them in London? have to explain ourselves yeah, goes, uh, yeah sorry about that sorry uh and then Oops. a little bit of raw and uncensored material last week there was a cut i thought i made and i didn't oh so they got a little bit of behind the scenes stuff <laughs> i think i think it's the bit where we were talking about trying to get some of ethan's content in yeah and i was like what does ethan like write his jokes in advance <laughs> that made it in and you can totally hear the difference in my voice and when i'm doing the whole like hi we're recording yeah, yeah and then yeah. just me directing traffic when i think it's not going to count so <laughs> if you wanted the taste of the patreon what the ron uncensored there might feel are, like you got a little bit of that you do indeed i was sitting there i was having a shower actually i put it on and i came out of the shower and i heard this and i kind of went what <laughs> this 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 shouldn't be in there <laughs> Oops. I remember cutting this. Apparently not. No. Nope. Uh, that undo button is a dangerous thing. <laughs> oh, so let's yeah. do some shout outs. First one, and we definitely owe it to the bride, Julene. 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 Who got married? Yay. I thought it already happened, but no, she got married, invited us via a web link to come watch it. We were all actually, as, as luck would have it, uh, at a, at, we, we were, we were at a quiz. We were. Yeah, when, when that went down, but I did go ahead and watch it afterwards. The priest had a couple microphone issues, but it was a lovely ceremony. Julian, you looked Aww. beautiful. Thanks so much for thinking of us on your special day. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Think- Someone going, I'm getting married. On their special day. Let's have yeah. the, I want to shout out the, let's, let's see if I can send a message yeah. to the BFE to see if they'll give it a watch. So Aww. no, I looked, it looked beautiful. Thank you for thinking of us on your special day. Thank you so much. Um, Ray from NBC. That wasn't even close to in tune, buddy. (laughs) That's not before coffee. Check her show out. She does great work. (laughs) She's always a support of what we do, and we want to be a support for what she does. So very open and honest, Ray from NBC. Uh, Hermes, Hermes, who last week we decided that... Sticker-worthy. Yeah, he said, can I I, uh, give my sticker instead to a friend? Oh, and I was like, yeah, all right, I'll get a hold. And I gave Liam the address. You did. Did the sticker go out? Not yet. See, I said this is half the fun. Is you get to listen to weeks and weeks of sticker update 2021. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I am, I am useless. It's the reason why I don't do Jack on this podcast. I just talk because I am useless. He does say... Um, but so as to not jeopardize my running for troll of the show, the correct pronunciation for bison, because we said, is it bison? Is it bison? And bison. he just typed it out is in fact bison, B-I-S-O-N. So he didn't actually give any pronunciation. I think he was just, you know, enjoying his status as a troll. Oh, okay. Uh, so Josh, my next favorite movie for everything you do. I didn't call you Ed this week. Yay. Uh, Carlo, <laughs> who tried to wrap me out to the Defining Disney podcast by saying, Ian's just at the 1950s, uh, like the week age of Disney. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I corrected myself and said it was the 40s because it was wartime. At which point then he did go, 
you, you, yeah, okay, you did that. I missed <laughs> <laughs> but then he listed us on the list of podcast guests he's been most thankful for. And, you know, Aww. I'm the one who's the podcast guest, so I guess it's me that he's most thankful for. Aww. And I think you lot should join on board and be and be more thankful for me. I'm very thankful. <laughs> I'm very thankful. I know my place on this podcast. Nah. And then he followed up and said, come on, man. He said, because I said thanks a lot, because Carlo's mm-hmm. always been a supporter, right? Oh, oh big support. Said, big, 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 he big. said, come on, man. You're all great people, and you're putting out great stuff. Aww. How not? to believe in you cheers and i'm like cheers to you carlo thanks so much thank you i did one of those little uh, like twitter interaction things where you can see like your circle of people and he was in my he was in my inner circle of people who always interact and it made me feel really happy there you go i Uh, still don't know how to get back into conversations things just pop up see the problem is the only time we talk about this liam is when we record and then like the rest of the time i see you like three times a week and yet this never comes up (laughs) i don't think about it and i always say oh i'll show you afterwards just remind me (laughs) It's it's like the same place in his brain where the stickers go to, folks. It's just it's just gone until he shows back up. To be oh, fair, I should sorry. probably follow Liam and be on Twitter less. There we go. <laughs> uh, Kev Dog, uh, who, hey, hey, Kev he Dog. wanted to know. He said, "I said, how? If, I don't know if you're talking to me. You're talking to George." He said, "Someone hadn't seen War Horse. I think I've seen War Horse. I've seen elements of it. I know that much." Uh, and George just said, "I think she thought that she saw it." So I don't know. Maybe he means the musical. I don't know. Uh, but thanks, Kev. seen the musical. He says if we go see the NFL, he wants to tag along, and I was like, "Yeah, well, all right. Uh, yeah. Someone's got to drive." Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we're, always, Not, we're always inclusive. We saw Kev last night, so yeah, it's good to see did. Kev. It was, it was. So um, yeah, stick around a bit longer next time, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know what? It's always good to have a techie on site as well. So yeah, you never yeah. know. That's yeah, great because Kev's not really one for the spotlight. Nope. No, although he nope. did tell me something. I'll, I'll, I'll pass it along in a moment. Uh, shout out to resident postie, Russell, for all hey. the support. Delivering us our, our mail every every week that we, uh, we do, do the... We look forward to that. Yep. Uh, Rob B. from We're Going to Need a Bigger Podcast. It's a great pod. Uh, my fa- He says, my favorite takeaway from the Beauty and the Beast episode is that any damaged furniture smashed by a beast would have come back as body parts once the curse was lifted. <laughs> I kind of like going down the rabbit hole and going, what are the rules once the curse is lifted? The rules are there ain't no there rules. There ain't no rules. <laughs> uh, uh, the Ocho Drill Parlay Hour for the Love. Uh, someone's got to fill in for Georgia to give a shout out to the, our resident poet laureate, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Who said Georgia singing, tick. Everyone singing, tick. Liam making us laugh, tick. <laughs> Ian using, acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. And referencing Hamilton, tick. I loved it. Hey, thanks a lot, Dwayne. Oh, hey. good lad. Uh, sorry, uh, Georgia being here, no tick. <laughs> Big mug. He's, he's already turned it off let's be, be honest yeah, that's nice, yeah. um, see you next week dude see you next week <laughs> uh, shoot the flick and mouse after midnight for all the love the effing nerds who do great stuff oh, I yeah. really like the effing nerds they do video and stuff on a level that like until I, I don't know how we how to do it but yeah I can't imagine be, us doing that just yet not yet someone else would have to do that side of it yeah, yeah. I don't know I don't know who exactly <laughs> but <laughs> This is an audio pointed. format, but if this was a video format, you would have seen Ian pointing at me. Well, they go on, yes. <laughs> That's why we need you to set up yeah. the cameras and make this it, happen. It definitely wouldn't be me. <laughs> um, like who else? Uh, I'm from Verbal Diorama, who hey, just did um, an episode hey. on That Thing You Do. Yeah. Oh, that's a good movie. It is a good. It's why we covered it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so uh, go <laughs> check it out. After that seven-inch single. That seven. Yeah, the record. Yeah, it's expensive, dude. Oh no, I, 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 t- I took a look. It is expensive. One hundred twenty-five quid. The one I looked at. That, that would be expensive. Yep. Jeez. Yep. 
Um, just uh, so give give her episode a listen. She doesn't do a, a deep dive. She does the history and legacy. I like which that. is which is good. There's some stuff that she That's got nice. that we didn't get. So I was yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. well done. Uh, it was it was a good listen. Uh, Cinema Recall for the love. Um, I think that's Vern from Cinema Recall. Just go watch for the love. A friend of the podcaster, Kara, who I went to high school with, said, just finished listening to BFE's pod this week. I would love to hear uh, David, that's my sister's partner, doing a recording a la francophone. Uh, I'm also excited (laughs) about Ocean's Eleven. Um, It's not too often, she says, that uh, she get that you know, two weeks in a row, she's familiar with the film we do. Because yeah. we, we, we are fairly broad. We're very diverse. So um, she's excited about Ocean's Eleven this week. Thanks a lot. Uh, we've got to give absolutely a big, big Thanksgiving size shout out uh, to Reverend Bruce. Uh, because he said, Happy American Thanksgiving from Reverend Bruce and the McRae family. Uh, and we, we got a picture you. of the family we as did. well. That was so nice. So sweet. Beautiful. Um, from our dear, to our dear friends at the Best Film Ever family across the pond, we're enjoying Hamilton tonight on its American National Tour. Hamilton on Thanksgiving, pretty stinking That's good. That's very American. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Um, and so that was, that was lovely to get that. And he said he very much enjoyed the deep dive on Beauty and the Beast. He agrees Gaston is the best song. I don't know if I said that the best one in the musical you kept bringing it up it's the best one in the <laughs> musical um i'm also going to be all in on tier three See? which Aww. liam did bring up and we I talked did. about what yeah. was that was that for eternals As or was eternals. that for yeah released today yeah released today yeah. so you did not speak out of terms that's good there we are <laughs> there we are i saw <laughs> yeah. that and went liam was right thank you Reverend. he Bruce. said you all think it's because i want us to discuss eyes wide shut but it's not now now it could be now i'm just <laughs> okay. I'm t- actually, i don't have to imagine i imagine it would be it would be i mean let us know what you think bruce i mean georgia will will have to like say hi and then leave <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, let's do another I might be one. Even a white flag here. Is that right? <laughs> I might have to give that one up. Oh no! I think you, I think you should try and see it. Oh. And then we've got. Well, let's just hit this button. Hey, it's your sister. <laughs> Who had another truly enjoyable <laughs> afternoon with my favorite pod? Uh, absolutely loved it this week. If Liam ever decides to do Harry Potter, I'm your gal. Yeah. Both kids love their shoutouts. Thanksgiving company. While I moved into my new studio, also Ian. When I heard the sister sound clip in Little Miss Sunshine, I thought it'd be perfect for me. Glad you felt the same way. Oh, see. <laughs> Kerr says on. The, furthermore, on the uh, Harry Potter, I don't want to say I'm obsessed, but the Gryffindor. This Gryffindor is here to help. Kev Dog also said he wants on if we. Really? If and when we do Harry Potter, and I want you guys to have fun with that because I'm going to take that one off. Wow! Oh, <laughs> at, know, I, at some point we'll have to do it. I'm I not quite, really. I, I quite enjoyed them. I only watched them for the first time last year, so yeah. You know, I watched them all in sequence. I used to be as a kid. I went to the studios when I was like 13, and then I don't know what happened. You, I just went. Eh. You can't teach English in this country without going to the studios like nine times. Yeah, it's every high I school trip was. Do you want to go to the studios? Yeah, no, do don't. Day off. I want to. They're like, off. they're like, you're in a, and, and you do film. I'm like, yeah, I know. I went to the studios six years before I watched them. Wow. <laughs> so I had no idea about what I was yeah. doing, but it's amazing. Right. <laughs> kind of underwhelming no? it's just a bunch of green screens isn't it <laughs> it's really weird like the, the information that film has just gone in and completely out I cannot remember a single thing is that right yeah there we go uh, also we've got uh, random word chip was said hey. by we got a few this week hey. Hermes Josh from your favorite movie Dwayne Smith Kev Dog Kirsty well and done. Carlo well done hey. guys the best gift may have been by Kev <laughs> and it was a potato that was crapping out chips <laughs> <laughs> I said it brought new me- meaning to Chip Buddy. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, nice one, Kev. 
there we are and then finally baz who missed the window for war films Ooh, and yeah. said oh how did i miss this request for top five submissions i could have done you a mean top- there was a casualty of war there's casualty of war <laughs> said i could have done a top 50 and then so i want to go well folks don't be like baz but then baz has already got his top five in for musicals so i'm kind of yeah. like so both don't be like baz and also be like baz to baz be like baz. baz be like baz be like baz <laughs> Baz, I can't even come up with something in there. <laughs> you just looked at me in such surprise. Yeah, I was just like, I've got nowhere to go with this. I've never seen I, such fear in your eyes. I, I reached into the part of my brain where I usually come out with stuff, and I was like, oh, there's, there's, there's nothing here. <laughs> I love seeing you shocked. That's great. It's just kind of me going, oh, is this what normal people feel like? <laughs> That's what I feel like 24-7. <laughs> You know when you throw shit to me? I do. <laughs> you know what we did Bond and I just kept saying one shot because couldn't that that's that That's feeling. that one, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, let's talk about the BFE with the fantasy football. We went three and one last week. The one was uh one Mr. Mr. Liam here. Yeah. You were supposed to win huge. I was supposed to win I no idea what, happened, what happened there. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm in second and I'm playing Georgia this week. I Ooh. think this is why she's not here. <laughs> because I'm predicted to win by like forty points. It's not gonna be close according to Ooh. the metrics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's that. Uh, we've also got uh, Ed from Film Effect in the three spot playing Ellie at number one. So that's going to be competitive. And then Liam at eight versus Dude Loft Mountain at 11. And it, the prediction was like 52-48 when I saw it. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a bunch of uh, spots there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just taking a look to see if our guest is here. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So why don't we go ahead and quickly, we can run down the Patreon a little bit. Yes. Yeah. While we do that. So uh, Patreon, uh, we are doing three tiers. We've gone through all three of them. But the first tier of a three-pound tier, uh, it allows you some voting options. You get friend to go ahead. Podcast. Friend of the podcast. You get yeah. to sit in sort of the, the, the fifth chair, we're calling it, in the sense that you get to submit an, a numerical rating for the film out of 10, mm-hmm. and that'll make part of an overall o- Patreon audience score, and it will be weighted just as much as my vote would be or your vote would be or Ethan's vote. The audience collectively has that fifth chair. Yeah. That's going to be huge. Oh, that, that'll impact that us. could absolutely impact yeah. some stuff oh, yeah. because some people go you guys are kind of really into your musicals like they could they could, they could kill they, some of they these because <laughs> we've seen what happens when we have three or four people who really like it yep and then someone comes across and goes oh, i don't like that and how you notice when we do our top lists of stuff like um the round tables yeah. ours are very different to the audiences well, yeah, but I mean, even just if one, you have one dissenting right. voice, like remember, if it wasn't for Ellie, Princess Bride would have been like second. Yes. yes and if it yes, wasn't yes. for Georgia, Train Spotting was going to be yes. like top third, yes. rather than almost <laughs> last or last. I forget which one it was. And if it weren't for the rest of you, The Crow would have been the best film ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, the best romantic comedy still. <laughs> yeah, uh, and just just to throw off that, we went ahead and uh, Liam, you and I went and saw uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Afterlife yeah. with Ernie Hudson, Ernie Hudson from The Crow. Yeah. So we've got, we've got a Man, you saw it with him. No, like we've, if only, we've, we've got to see it or skip it on that coming out uh, this coming Friday. I recommend you listen to that. That's, it's, it's, a, it's a good conversation, it is, actually. It is yeah. a good conversation. But anyway, back to, back to Patreon. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we go, we, that's the three pounds. And you get lots of opportunities for bonus content on the Patreon. We will send you an audio thank you and sort of personalized shout out. You can use whatever you want. Well, of course, we'll shout you out on the show and we'll send you a birthday message. So yeah. all that sort of stuff. And you get to just go, I'm helping support a podcast that hopefully you really, really like. Yeah. That's the friend of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Best friend of the podcast, nine British pounds. 
Nine. Figure out your, you know, Google's great for figuring out your exchange rates. Yep. Nine pounds a month. Uh, that gets you everything that, from the previous one, but it also starts getting you some physical stuff. Whoa. Physical stuff. That we will send out. Uh, it lets you give your feedback on uh, on the films in audio format, mm-hmm. where you can drop, I think I'm going to say 60 seconds of, of a feedback. You can mention who you are. You can mention what show you're from. It's not an ad. <laughs> you can mention who you are, what show you're from, and of course we're going to talk about you in your feed, but that your voice get out there. Yeah. So if you happen to be a podcaster, I mean, there's something about hearing the voice of someone and go, oh, I might check that out. They sound like they make a lot of sense. You do. Or some of you, you sound like you don't know what you're talking about. That's me. <laughs> so like, look, look at the possibilities here. We can yellow button you. It's all going to be great. So yeah, there we go. Come on, that'd be great. Uh, Bring so it on, have, guys. You have that. And that's kind of that next level up. Also, you, this is the tier which we go first crack at things like our quiz nights and all those. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're our first go-to for people we can bring in to like help create extra sort of that extra content we do beside our yeah. our main Tuesday releases. We're getting a lot of extra content at the moment. Aren't we, we are. Yeah. We are. You know. So and then finally the top tier, the best friend forever, the best BFF friend. of the BFE. <laughs> cool, that's a mouthful. I do like the BFF of the BFE. Uh, you will get, and we're limiting this to twelve. You get everything from tier one and tier two, plus you get the ability whenever it's your turn in the cycle, so minimum once a year. Because mm-hmm. we're going to do one a month, minimum. Yep, yep. yep. Someone is going to get to choose the film we will review as long as it qualifies. Yeah. And qualifying. as long as it's not stupid horror all the time. <laughs> no horror, yeah. <laughs> but as long as they give a thumbs up, and, we'll, yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. you'll be discussing with me or Georgia probably what, what it would be, then you get to, we'll review it, and we're going to bring you on for the end game, that last 30, 40 minutes of the show. Get to talk about you a little bit. Hey, if you got a pod, we'll talk about your pod and how that's going. But then we'll, you know, you, when we go through our, you know, what was your favorite bit? What was your favorite character? You get to join us for that and be yeah. on and have your voice literally engaging with us here at the BFE. Exciting. Uh, I think we said at, 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 the, at the six month mark, we're going to send you a free t shirt that's exclusive to Patreon only. Yeah. I've got some ideas, Ethan. Yeah. There we go. As well. So that'll be all right. And so all these things. Uh, come at for that's 20 pounds but that is limited to 12 so we want to make sure that you know you do get value for that but you're not waiting how long will it take to get the t-shirts t-shirts made or t-shirts delivered delivered well we did say you gotta be on it for six months we got six months to sort of make up a t-shirt still oh okay i'm thinking when we go to london should, oh, should we wear our BFE t-shirts? The BFE t-shirts in time for the London trip. Yeah, I don't even know how long it takes to deliver them. No. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. From what I've seen it's from t- Teespring, people like two to three weeks. Okay. For the record, though, it's also going to be really cold in London. Yeah, well, yeah, you, to wear a t-shirt. Well, you get maybe we should get some large. BFE hoodies. Oh, BFE hoodie. I that sounds quite reasonable. Or a BFE beanie. Oh, there we are. Ooh. All sorts of. That's your, that's your catalog. Run with it. I like that. I just said this completely. A BFE I, I have never once told Liam. No, Liam. I never once told Ethan. No. <laughs> <laughs> go make it. <laughs> go crazy, man. Go crazy. And we'll link I'm that. About to go very that'll, crazy. that'll be up on the Patreon, and the links will be there. So all that good stuff, and we are launching that January first because we want to have our listeners in on the besties and the resties. Yeah. There's no better way, I think, to, set, to sort of celebrate people coming in than going, let's have your voice lended to the very um, start of sort of the, our year-end in review. So you're not only a part of our future, you're also part of a year if it just was. Absolutely. So there we go. So that is everything on the Patreon. And now I am sitting here okay he can't make it (laughs) i was called into emergency at work so we're gonna go ahead without it that's okay so i'll just scrap i don't think i've talked too much about it not 
too much. I will do this. How about this? Oh, uh, yeah, go on. Okay, so we, we started the Patreon thing. We were sort of stalling a little bit to make time for Chuck from Chuck Ghost in the movies. Yeah, we And Chuck, that. unfortunately, has been called into emergency and cannot make it at the last moment. And that's okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like but this yeah, stuff is yeah, something yeah, that we yeah. do on the side. And despite, you know, the idea that we, bless me, he's been waiting like a year to come on oh, the show. Oh, so we will, we will find another film that we can talk to Chuck about. We will indeed. But, um, I'm not realizing we can probably turn the camera off. <laughs> <laughs> and the Zoom call. <laughs> it's a good job we, we moved the uh, laptop, wasn't it? It's a good job. Every, yeah, it's, it's good not a bad point. So I can close that down. Uh, I'm going to hit end. I'm going to say it's all good here. Uh, I'm going to leave a death threat to him publicly <laughs> in front of everybody. Oh, no. What is wrong with you? You're never coming on. Dude, it's all good. All good. We'll do another film very shortly. What are those knife emojis I'll mean, Ian? be in touch <laughs> with a stabby knife. No, I'll be in there. No, because I, really I really do think Chuck and Ruff, go ahead, give them a listen. I was just listening to, just this uh, was afternoon, yesterday? Yesterday, I was doing some chores, and I was listening to Speed. Ah. which they did it was on my it was on my drive i work saturday but i listen to driving in and driving back was you speeding no no <laughs> but really really interesting i was thinking my hard time because he's a dallas cowboys fan and i'm like all right we could talk about that because i'm a big patriots fan and the cowboys lost last week Ooh. and i've got several cowboys on my fantasy football team and i'm like please stay healthy <laughs> yeah, I, I, so such is I, but I we will catch you again very shortly chuck yeah, thank you so will. much people go listen to chuck and Ruff. go to the movies we will send out a link to promote them because real life happens and we do this oh, because yeah. we love it and it's something we do on the side yes mm. So that's, you know, that, that, that's the long and short of it. Well, well, Ian loves it. Everyone else is coerced into doing this. <laughs> There's a gun pointed to my head. I like that you guys apparently have set up a Rota where like one of you. Okay, but two of us will babysit Ian this week. In some alternate universe, I'm just in some sort of a facility where I'm in a room and you guys are like my nurses and doctors who come check on me and I ramble about movies and you're like, we'll just pretend to humor them. Yeah, and it's like not really a podcast. It's like some audio cassette holder you hold up to me, and you're like, "Oh, you got a big podcast!" Who all of a sudden, you know, there's a literal Reverend Bruce who walks by. He's, he's the chaplain or something like that. I've just made all this up. Dwayne Smith is the is like the doctor who's du- taking notes for them. Dwayne <laughs> like, Smith is some random other guy there who just shouts his own name out all the time. <laughs> That's brilliant. It'd be great. <laughs> oh, oh, no, seriously. That's the movie. I, that's the movie I want to see. All right, let's talk about this week's uh, thing. Um, we are doing Ocean's Eleven because yeah. we are like a week away from its twentieth anniversary. Which you want to make me feel old? Talk about this. I'm. Re- I remember when I saw this for the I, first time. Do you? I still have this. Um, you know, back in the day, it'd be six months, wasn't it? From the cinema to to DVD or VHS. It was quite a window. Yeah. It was about six months, wasn't it? Not like now, where no. Shang-Chi's on like Disney+. Plus. <laughs> but um, in um, Smith's, uh, one of our, our chain shops uh, is in England, uh, they had this um, cardboard cutout of Ocean's Eleven selling the, the VHS. I still have this to this very really? day. I do, <laughs> yeah. Do you still have the VHS? No. No. Because <laughs> I upgraded to DVD. But yeah, 2001 VHS is quite, yeah, by that point, it's really starting to move, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I still have the cardboard cutout of Ocean's Eleven. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Um, okay, Brad Pitt's head is a little bit lopsided. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know, st- I still got it. <laughs> um, Ethan, first time you saw it, you remember? Uh, ooh, it would have been like 2018. Whenever, whenever Ocean's 8 came out, I watched it for the first time and I was like, oh, cool. Prefer this one to Ocean's 8. 
I haven't seen Ocean's 8, so I really can't it's comment good. on it's, that. It's good. I think that's more just saying the quality of Ocean's 11. Okay. They're both good, but ooh, Ocean, Ocean's 11 just has it for me. Um, I went to house with my sister, actually. Did you? We worked at the same factory. Okay. And uh, we both uh, didn't drink. Um, which if you work at a factory and you don't drink, I mean, it's kind of like, what are you going to spend your money on if you don't have a drink or, 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 or other <laughs> sort of problem <laughs> or habit, shall I say? And so it was usually just a lot of eating out. It was a lot of movies. It was a lot of, it was a weird thing where people would always assume like we were like dating and we're like, no, not dating. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't like offensive, but it was like, you have to go, oh, this is a romantic dinner. We're like, definitely not. <laughs> We are siblings <laughs> because we're like fourteen months apart, you yeah, know. What I mean? And yeah, it was yeah. kind of, a, especially if you worked like like an evening shift and you got out at like maybe you can still hit the hit a late movie or something like that. So yeah, we do stuff like that. And I remember watching this, and I really had very little. We used to see almost everything that yeah. came out because disposable income and nothing to do in where, where, where I was from. So movies made a lot of sense. I've had a lot of phases. Well, I say a lot. I've had a couple of phases in my life where I have gone to cinema a lot. Okay. In in like concentrated times. Yep. Um, but then other things get in the way, you know, and then you go sporadically. Yep. And uh, But since doing the podcast, I've been going a hell of a lot more than I used to be. <laughs> but this is one that I didn't really know anything about going in. And I was like, all right, probably my sister well, won't be seeing this. And I, I came did. out going, oh, yeah. Because I'd seen the original. I, I assumed you would have, actually, yeah. Yeah, I'd seen the original with the, with the Rat Pack. Frank Sinatra yeah. and all that. Sammy and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I don't remember too much about it now. Um, because that was a long, long while ago. But that was the reason I went to see this, was because I'd seen the original. Okay. So, Cool Beats. Yeah. Uh, let's have a shout here, which is uh, Ocean's Eleven. is a 2001 American heist comedy directed by Steven Soderbergh and written by Ted Griffin, the first installment of the Ocean's franchise. It's a remake of a 1960 Rat Pack film with the same name. The story follows Danny Ocean played by, well, we'll find out, and, Ru- <laughs> and Rusty Ryan. Could you have told me his last name was Ryan? No way. No, I couldn't have. Uh, I didn't realize his name was Rusty until I said it. Oh, really? Yeah. I got that pretty early. Uh, who plan a heist of $160 million from casino owner Terry Benedict, the lover of Ocean's ex-wife Tess. It's pretty much nails all the big points there. It does. Yeah. Yep. So uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh, who'd also done Traffic and Aaron Brockovich previous Ooh, to this. Oh, good. I once walked onto a Steven Soderbergh film set in Toronto. Did you? Yeah, I was out with my sister, of all things. We were seeing a baseball game and in Toronto. And I was walking through, and all of a sudden, Toronto gets used a lot for mm-hmm. um, to stand in for other cities. Yeah. And so I, we realized there was like an NYPD car on the side of the road. There's a picture of me, actually. I've got a Diet Coke in my head. I'm leaning Boston Red Sox jersey, <laughs> leaning, leaning up against the cop car. And, uh, and we walked up to it, and they went... And there's these, like, producers or little, not producers, assistants. Like, oh, can you guys get away? Get away. It's all, like, you know, barriers up and all that stuff. And someone said, what are you guys filming? And, uh, and they went, oh, oh, it's, um, it's, 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 it's a mayonnaise commercial. Because <laughs> you're shutting down a street in Toronto to shoot a yeah, mayonnaise yeah, commercial. That's not happening. <laughs> and he was a fair distance away, but I pointed and went, yeah, and how much, is, how much do they pay in Robert Pattinson to be in your Hellman's commercial? And she <laughs> smiled at me and went, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that so that's about my entire thing about Steven Soderbergh films. What yeah. movie has Robert Pattinson done with Steven Soderbergh? Acropolis, Atropolis, Metropolis, oh. something like that. Yeah, uh, okay. it wasn't anything I went and saw. Yeah. 
I'd seen the best bit already. It was the Hellman's commercial, right? So, um, but cinematography was by Peter Andrews. Uh, if you look at Peter Andrews, you'll, you won't find much because Peter Andrews is just a pseudonym for Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, that, that makes <laughs> sense. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, who's done the, who's done the cinematography in traffic and Magic Mike as well. Really? Incredible. As well as Magic Mike Double XL. I don't know if he directed those two as well, but oh, yeah. God, I hope so. And then music by David Holmes, who's done a lot of work. But nothing I'd heard of except for his band does all the music or a lot of the music for the Killing Eve series on BBC. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I was like, oh, giddy up. And there was like, nothing else is of note. I was like, oh, yeah. just the Oceans franchise. And this, which is weird because, you know, I really like the music in this film. Mm. I was bobbing my head to a lot oh, of the it's, soundtrack. It's got a very unique feel to it, this music. Mm. It's got an old age feel it to does. it. It like, does. It's like a celebration of old filmmaking. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, a really quick uh, context corner this week. Uh, in January 2000, Warner Brothers decided to move forward with Steven Soderbergh on development of an Ocean's Eleven remake with an all-star cast, because the original one was also an all-star cast. It was indeed. The entire cast worked for less than their usual salaries just to bring down the budget. Most of the movie was shot in Las Vegas, where producer Jerry Weintraub had many connections. He got the filmmakers access to the studios. He was called by one member of the cast, the Pope of Vegas. <laughs> And uh, screenwriter Ted Griffin was inspired by The Magnificent Seven and The Great Escape. He liked the way the men in those movies had a shorthand with each other that only they understood. And it's that male camaraderie, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's great. So when we talk about role of women, it's going to be not great. No. Yeah. Much like our lack of women on today's episode, there's not many here either. Yeah, we could just have George yeah. do like a walk-by for a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. So I'll put uh, on one of her dresses and say a few things. In it. <laughs> uh, let's do the deep dive, shall we? So yeah. we begin by meeting Danny Ocean, played by George Clooney. Yeah. I really like George Clooney in this. I yeah. like George Clooney in this. I like George Clooney in a lot of things in his early days. Oh, really? Because yeah, this might yeah, be the yeah. first thing I like George Clooney oh, movie really? starring. Because I saw George Clooney. He was Doug Ross in ER for me. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I, so, I, so I he was that. the biggest and like he was the biggest star in television. And he walked out on the biggest show in television to try and go into movies. And he chose originally some quite poor choices like he did like you know i'm sorry i know you love her but he did one fine day with michelle pfeiffer oh, i, I think that was his first film he really? did wow. oh yeah i think so once he Dustle dawn that was an early one Dustle dawn's an early one oh, but it's after i'm sure it's after one fine day i want to believe one Ooh. fine day was the first i, I think i was after and so they Okay, I'm gonna have to look this up now because yeah, this is where we're yeah, going yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're saying from Dust Till Dawn, Dawn is first. Yeah, I'm saying One Fine Day was first. You know, Ethan's here. Ethan can look this up while uh, we continue yeah. up. He's doing. He's in Georgia's seat, so he may as well do do that role a little bit. Um, just because otherwise I got to keep talking and I just repeat myself and say my name's Ian. <laughs> <laughs> um, so originally. For what it's worth, I found this in multiple sources. Okay. The original cast of Danny Ocean was not George Clooney. Oh, okay. Ooh. I got a couple of things that suggested it was Bruce Willis. Really? Oh. I mean, he does have that kind of... It would be really interesting to see him play that kind of... Yeah, but I can't see... Oh, him. Clooney's better. Clooney, Clooney's... um very inclusive uh, as an actor on screen yeah. where um, Bruce Willis isn't. It's all about Bruce. It's all about Bruce, isn't it? Be interesting to see how it would have gone because I think he got kicked off of like future versions of the Expendables yeah, because yeah. of his ego. Yeah. So we're just looking here to see if Ethan's got anything for us. Uh, I believe it's... Well, he's got a couple films he did before. Uh, what year did he leave ER? 
Well, we, we're, we're just arguing which one came first. Is oh, it one uh, fine day? Uh, or is, Dawn. Really? Yeah, because uh, from like what I can see, Boom. one of his earliest films is Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah we know yeah, that. that. Yeah, yeah. That is, yeah. But I gotta push a button. There's a mistake. Now, I am going to see if I have any sort of like gray, a, a gray area here that I can get out of us on, which is when did when did George Clooney leave ER? Because if it, it could still be the first film he did after he left. I think he left in 98. I kind of hope it's Batman and Robin. George Clooney, who left in season eight and season. Oh, Doug Ross. Who in, how could you leave twice? <laughs> he came back for a, a cameo. Why did George Clooney's Doug Ross leave the series? I'm just looking here. Uh, let's a million dollars by staying on the show. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's just look up George Clooney Wikipedia really quick. George Clooney Wikipedia. We, we, we have to find this out now. I have to. You know what this is? This is Georgia last week this who is. wouldn't let Tales on his time it, die. Yeah, you won't let it go now. <laughs> well, I, I'll admit that I'm uh, See, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'll oh, own okay, that. Okay. As opposed to, well, I always thought. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Do you think we'll be sitting here for, still from dusk till dawn? Oh, jeez. <laughs> so let's take a look here. Early life after ER. He left ER in, he said, in... Oh, 1999 yeah oh, close Ugh. so when was were these things in 95 and like 96 yeah 96 oh then yeah. forget it i was i was 99, out of it so that would... yeah i'm wrong hold it i'll take that in the fact of absolute face of absolute facts i will back down <laughs> um, with the exception of a title character danny ocean none of the other characters in the film um are going by the same name yeah i assume the only one is danny ocean because you need that name don't you yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Clooney, however, despite the Bruce Willis thing, was the first to join the cast. And I love this. As far as demands that you would put in your trailer, that would be a great question for a future. Uh, Ooh, uh, yeah. Quiz question? No, the mail. Oh, the mail. Oh, okay. Yeah, be beefy mailbag. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, why can't I remember the name of what we've called that? <laughs> it's just the mailbag. It's not that. It's not that difficult. But yeah, he he got a keg of Guinness put into his trailer. Did he? Love that. That's oh yeah, great. I checked. First film after uh, leaving ER. Oh brother, where wherefore art thou? Oh brother, oh. where art thou? Oh where art thou? Yeah, that's not a bad little movie. Though. You kind of turned into Shakespeare. <laughs> oh brother, oh brother, wherefore <laughs> like, art I'm thou? Sure Refuse thy before. brother and confuse <laughs> thy name. <laughs> Um, so we start off with the parole board, and uh, we we get that over the sound of the uh, studio identification. We hear like I the like jail that. cells, nice, grounds you, and it's blue. Everything's so blue, yeah, yeah. and there's just this empty chair. And we never see the parole board. Nope. All I we see that. is Danny. And I got Clooney looks great with a goatee. He does. He does. He does. The parole board exists just to give us exposition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've been convicted once, but you've been involved in twenty suspected. And he goes, I never got caught. Yeah, he's a bit smug. I'm and like, I think I'd right. be like, I didn't do it, guys. You would, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd be, in your defense, you'd be going, oh, yeah, but I didn't do it, did I? You know, but he doesn't say that. He no. keeps it open-ended, doesn't he? No, absolutely not. Um, they ask him, well, why did you do the crime when you got caught? He said, well, my wife left me. And then I engaged <laughs> upon a pattern of self-destructive behavior. He said, well, would you do crimes again? When she already left me once, I don't think she'd do it again just for kicks. <laughs> again, he's skirting he's, around he's, it. he's toeing the line. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they go, what would you do if released? And that's the last thing we sort of see. <laughs> um, there's a scene in the trailer when the parole board asks him how, he, Danny asks them how much they earn a year. 
when they asked, what do you do after parole? Do you want how much do you guys make a year? <laughs> they, it was cut because the director talked to some parole board members and they said, if anybody did that, we'd deny them parole. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah. So then, uh, we get the score and I think the score is just part of the stylish we talked oh, about yeah. already. This like sixties throwback. Yeah, yeah. 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 And even the credits are stylish. Brilliant. One came in from the left, one came in from the right, and they sort yeah, of have, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. And uh, they give him his personal effects, and it includes his wedding ring, and he looks really hard at the wedding ring. He does. And we find out why later on in the movie. It's driving force of the whole film, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's nice, it's subtle, though. Yeah, yeah. Is it there and go, oh, Tess, <laughs> I'll get you back. My wedding ring. <laughs> oh. I do miss her. <laughs> and we go from blue to gold because we're going to Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Um, and Which I thought was Vegas. You thought it was Vegas. <laughs> and I went, Liam, there's a shot like coming across the water. And Vegas <laughs> is in the middle of a desert. <laughs> but um, he sits down at this casino and he keeps his eyes down the whole time. And he's talking to this uh, this this blackjack dealer. And we see a shot of some other guy across. And it's time for this woman's break. And then... The, he gets replaced, and the new dealer shows up, and uh, his name tag says Ramon, Ramon. <laughs> but Frank calls him, sorry, but Danny calls him Frank. He does. And this is played by Bernie Mac. How big of a deal was Bernie Mac over here? Not at all. It's a name that I know, but I don't know if it's just because of... Oh, he was, okay. not, he was sure. not a big deal. He did, he did some films, and he had he, he, was, a, he was a successful comedian. Uh, sort of side roles for a lot of things but before he died he died very young really yeah but he had a show called the bernie mac show and it was like an, an american style family sitcom okay but he'd always do these like confessionals to the camera but it's like he was aware he was on a show and he'd always go let me tell you something america he'd always say let me <laughs> yeah. tell you something america and then he'd sort of like reveal his viewpoint which would almost always be that ended up going wrong throughout yeah. it but he would sort of like he would use the camera and his confession to like get everything off his chest before we have we cut back to him like not doing what he says he's gonna do <laughs> it was really good actually and i think um he was always just so loud you can he is loud you can find the bernie mac show i saw it on amazon or something just the other day so it is, it is available on prime so it's an interesting interesting you know i'm gonna give that a look image yeah it's, it's quite he, good he wasn't he wasn't that big over here no no no, no. He, he did a movie called guess who with ashton kutcher oh okay um, it's 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 a throwback to guess who's coming for dinner Oh. Which I believe is when a white girl brings a black boy home to meet her family. Yeah. It might oh, be yeah. Sydney Portier. I'm not sure, but I think it might be. Oh, okay. And this flipped it, and it's a black girl bringing a white boy home to her black family. Oh. And so he's trying to, like, not say the wrong thing. And Bernie <laughs> Mac is just killing him the whole thing. It's a great little movie. It's not a great movie. It's a fun movie. Okay. I yeah. need to give that a watch. He was in Madagascar. Bernie Mac? Yeah. He was a great voice actor, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm looking through. Wow, yeah. hmm. not the first choice for the role. Oh, you might have. He might have said the first guy might have gone. I'm too old for this shit. Oh, <laughs> um, Danny Glover. Well, it wasn't Mel Gibson. I'll tell you. That. <laughs> no, Danny Glover turned it down to be in the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, really? Huh. Hate that film. That's is that I'm just I'm just a, one, isn't it? Some some film student somewhere is like raging at me now as he starts typing the the, the it's at best film of her pod. Go for it. Um, <laughs> Bring it on. Oh, I hate the Royal Tenenbaums. I don't get it. It's the I train one, right? Started no, the Royal it. Tenenbaums is like uh, Ben Stiller, uh, Bill Murray. I think it's a oh, Wes Anderson yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, that's one. I'm think I'm getting confused with. An, 
Yeah, I'm getting confused with another one. Okay. They're all the I same think I turned it off. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. That's not when he found, like, his niche yet. People, some people really rate that film. I, I saw the cast and went, how can this be bad? A lot of people about twenty minutes rate, in, like, I went, Aquatic of Stars. Oh. <laughs> Exactly. I can't. I, I just don't do it. Uh, Danny phones his parole officer, and in the background, there's the Trump Plaza sign. There is. Not intended originally to do it. They were just in the neighborhood, and they went, we'll use this phone booth. And then, oh, let's get it so we get the Trump sign in the background. Oh, I better wish I had now. <laughs> I think I ordered the one. It's got notoriety. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we split screen. As he's trying, to, he's trying to track down him. We don't know who him is yet. But we have a split screen, and Rusty's on the left, and George is on the right. And I think, quite simply, it's because if you look at a map of America, the West Coast is on the left. It is, yeah. And you know, East Coast, New Jersey is on the right, East. So there we go. So I thought that was kind of cool. That is cool. And we're going to L.A. and we meet Rusty, played by Brad Pitt. He had just been in the film Spy Game, and he agreed to be in the film when asked by George Clooney. Uh, well, do you know the good thing about this is um, George Clooney and Brad Pitt have known each other for years because when they were. Um, just jobbing actors. They were just going out, going to casting calls. They knew each other, going for the same parts. And Brad Pitt got his big break in Thelma and Louise as JD. Yep. And George Clooney was always a bit pissed about that because he felt he should have had that part. And um, and then Clooney obviously made it later. And uh, yeah, I think I think it worked out okay for him in the end. So yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a nice little comeback um, to have them two in this film. So you can understand their buddiness in this. Yep. Because they've always had it. Um, when Rusty, we, we meet him and he's teaching teen idols to play poker. And these are all people who were teen idols on legitimate American TV shows. At and the, time. the only one I recognize is Joshua Jackson. So they are, uh, who recognized, was it you who recognized Holly Marie Combs from Charmed? Uh, no, I reckon, recognize oh, okay. Topher Grace. Topher Grace, Topher Grace yeah. from? Uh, 70s show. 70s show Ooh. also was Venom in Spider-Man 3. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Joshua really? Jackson from Dawson's Creek. Also Joshua yeah. Jackson from the Mighty Ducks. Quack, quack, quack. Oh, yeah, cool. I, yeah. Love, I love that. Uh, we've got Barry Watson of Seventh Heaven. He was a megastar. I don't know who that is. It wouldn't have been a thing here because it was it was a show that was hi- highly steeped in like the story of this like Christian pastor. Oh, okay. Um, and then, uh, oh, the father, the guy who played the Christian pastor, plays Andy Bernard's dad on oh yeah. that's great but he got done for for something not good he got done for something really not good yeah of course. yeah but so the irony was he was he played this minister and it was all about him and his family and the trials of being like you know a pastor and his family but it, in America it played to like big big audiences and oh, then okay. what happens when the teenagers are struggling with you know hey, do, do, do I believe in God do I not believe in God so that sort of stuff I f- it probably feels a bit foreign for Britain's yeah. not that kind of country mm. I only ever saw Dawson's Creek. How about Touched by an Angel? Was that a thing over here? Oh, yes. Boy, no, uh, yeah, yeah. The name always was. It was always this reveal. I'm an angel. It was like Quantum Week. Quantum Leap, sorry. It was like Quantum Leap, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. but like from God. Yes. I actually have all the series of the DVDs you really? in my shop. I still have a theme song. Do you? I'm going to ride with you till the sun don't even shine. Baby, I'll walk with you. If you want to hear more of that singing, listen to an episode time. of Blink, where I let Ian go on a solo for that for maybe a bit too long. Well, did I do it with that? Yeah. What was that one with um, Michael Brandon? Oh, Touched by an Angel? No. Almost an Angel? Highway to Heaven? Oh, Highway to Heaven, yeah, yeah. We had that over here. That Michael was Landon. Michael Landon, that's yeah. nice. He dies really young, doesn't he? He does, yeah. yeah. Back to uh, back to. Our- <laughs> Sorry, guys. We just we also had Shane tangent. West from Once and Again, but Shane West would also be the male lead in a walk to remember. 
No, Mandy Moore? No, oh, really? No. no it was like one of the first Nicholas Sparks novels. Nicholas Sparks would later go on to do The Notebook. Oh, okay. A Watcher Remember. It's a great film, actually. It's, you know, despite the fact that it's very much like lovey-dovey romance. Not rom-com. Romance. It's all it is. Oh, I'd like it then. <laughs> it's it's definitely like like a tearjerker, but it's uh, it, it was all right. Yeah, it kind of won me over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Topher Grace is great though, as they're playing poker, oh, yeah. and they're all—it's almost going like a game like go fish, and they're all doing whatever. <laughs> and then Topher's like, "We boys got all red, <laughs> <laughs> all red." And Brad Pitt is just beside himself, and Rusty goes, and he's having a drink, staring straight ahead. And uh, he's asked by the the bartender. He said, "Oh, how's it going back there?" <laughs> and he said, "Longest hour of my life." <laughs> and he goes, "What?" He goes, I'm running away with your wife. <laughs> and the bartender does the thing that we all do. But the second time, we don't want to admit we still can't hear someone. Yeah. So he goes, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look carefully, while this is going on, you see George Clooney you move do. from right mm. to left. You do? Because he's going back to the game. Left to right would be, oh, it's really clever. Oh, yeah. clever. And so we go back in, and he's at the table, and he's fresh meat, and he's there to kind of take these kids for all they're worth, I suppose. Of course he is. He's just one on the... Uh in reno wherever it was atlantic city atlantic city yep. <laughs> reno. and so danny i mean obviously he's a thief so he's probably got some money put away yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. um and i assumed he won this oh he does oh okay. without question he does yeah, yeah. uh so um we get some stuff about danny's backstory through this about matrimonial head masks and this i guess is rusty and danny's backstory mm-hmm. that you couldn't move them and someone screwed them over i guess yeah and so they end up playing this this hand of poker and uh um, Rusty will be thrown out of a real poker game within moments <laughs> because he's sort of telling everybody what to do. Yeah, he is. And you don't know. You don't do that. No. If I've made a bet and Ethan starts going, now, Liam, what we need to do is he's probably bluffing. <laughs> I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. Table no. talk. Yeah, Not yeah, having yeah. this. No, no, no. no. Um, but it's all, but actually what's happening here, I believe, is Rusty is talking them all into betting more money because yeah, he knows oh, Danny yeah. has the hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he wants them to take them for their money. And Danny reveals his hand and goes, well, I don't know about these four nines, but I hear the ace is pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the celebrities, it means nothing to them. It was no, just this week's pocket yeah. change. Exactly. And then, but I would be kind of mad if I saw Danny and Rusty walking out of the club together and down the street. I'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Don't like this? <laughs> no. Um, in nearly every scene Rusty's in, he's always eating something. He According is. to Brad Pitt, this is because his character in particular would be so busy they'd rarely be able to eat. It was decided he would just eat all the time. He first mentioned this when he was eating after having worked all day about a, lo- a break for lunch and was hungry because he thought it would be a good character trait for Rusty Ryan as well. <laughs> so cool. he doesn't work all day. Just, I'll, just, I'll just eat on camera. Let's just do that. It's, it's part of my character. If I ever gets Connor a coming you, actor, though. I'm going to be like, in my contract, I always need to have food. Well, Brad Pitt's actually quite famous for eating on camera. If you look he at a large is. number of his films, he's always eating. Every he gif is. I see yeah. from Burn Off the Reading, he's yeah, he's, he's having the apple eating. or he's yeah. eating. Yeah, he's like yeah. So, um, <laughs> this led to a gag at the end of the film where Rusty gets heartburn and throws the food away. I didn't catch it. <laughs> I saw that. Did you? Okay, no, I did, yeah. Um, so Danny's got a plan. He tells Rusty about it. He wants to knock off three casinos: the Mirage, the MGM Grand, and the Bellagio. They're all Terry Benedict's casinos. And he gives this speech about why. And don't tell me it's about money. Suggesting he's doing okay or he could find a way to do it. And he goes, "Because the house always wins, unless there's the speech we heard last week at the end of it. Unless when you get that perfect hand, you bet big, and then you take the house." And then Rusty just looks at him and goes. <laughs> You've been practicing that speech? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Did I rush you? Well, no, no, it was good. It was good. I like that. And, it's, and something this film did really well was it set up who the next character we were going to see before we see them. Yeah. And they go, well, how do you think Ruben's going to respond to this? 
and then the elevator as it closes it wipes oh i love those Clever. which was oh it was the wipes were cool in this movie the thing i love about all of steven Sutherland's movie, movies after this is they're so stylized and you can just tell what kind of movie is his See, i've just seen like aaron brockovich that's really it like this is aaron brockovich he does he does a lot of good heist movies there's okay. one he did with um adam driver and daniel craig and channing tatum called logan lucky that's fantastic oh, i've heard good things oh, yeah. that's oh, a that's very great. good one that's great yeah that's funny i saw that before i before i saw oceans 11 i was like hmm, i'd watch oceans 11 now and we meet ruben tishkov who i think it was ethan who went is that Ross and Monica's dad? Yeah, I was like, is that hell good? That can't be. Yeah, it is. It's watching some Jack old, Keller. I've been watching he, some old SNL and he's just there. Yeah, he, he was a big deal. You yeah. can't mistake him for anyone else though. He is such a character. That you voice. know that. Yeah, that voice. Yeah. I think for us it's because we got introduced to him as Ross and Monica's dad. Yeah. Because uh, Steven Soderbergh wanted someone associated with the 1970s cinema to play Ruben Tishkoff. Elliot Gould was suggested by a member of the crew. Oh. At which point Soderbergh thought he'd be perfect for the role. So while we might know him from 1990, like he goes all the way back. The Elliot yeah, Gould's yeah. kind of a big deal in the 70s. Cool. So um, the house used as Ruben Tishkoff's house is in Palm Springs. It was designed by architect Quincy Jones oh. and originally built by a Chicago family. Warner Brothers paid 200 grand to use it in the film. Wow. It's not bad for no. a no. couple of months. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'll take that. Uh, almost in every scene, with the exception of this first one, actually, uh, Ruben's smoking a cigar. Yeah. Elliot Gould's call. <laughs> so Rusty's like, I want to eat. I'm going to read. I'm Elliot gonna Gould's smoke. like, I want to smoke. Yeah. All right. You know the highest movies were like, the brains, the hacker, it's just the smoker. This guy, oh, the he's, the, he's, the, he's the money, this one, isn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he doesn't, and I he, love it, like, bare chest. He's got this beautiful, like really, really ugly gold jewelry. Yeah, 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 but just like a guy who's from, he's from, a, he's from a, an era that's long gone. Yep. Oh yeah. But to him, this is still the height of cool. <laughs> yeah. No wife. He's just here. Yeah. And uh, we find out he says they can't be done. You cannot do it. Uh, and we get told really quick the three most successful robberies in Vegas history. I love this. Oh, this is great. The first, the guy gets like taken down like. He bink into the slot machines, I think. Yeah, it's like yeah. two steps or so. Like, and then. what was really clever about all of these is as they were doing it, they had era-specific music. Oh, that was playing fantastic. It. Yeah, it was so, spirit in the sky next. So as the first Ooh. one's going, we get, Papa loves mumbo, <laughs> <laughs> which was great. And then the second one, Ethan hit it. It's spirit in the sky. For the, the record, 60s. banging two. Oh, such a good Love song. that. That's a career killer, uh, though, for anybody who covers it. Yes. Uh, this guy got hit in the lobby. He's almost, he can smell fresh air. And oh. this cop just, like, clubs him. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. And then he, <laughs> then Elliot Gould goes, damn hippie. <laughs> <laughs> and the third one, Liam, you said you kind of look like Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think you're probably right. Oh, that was that was that you? Yeah. It was it's from the 80s and you've got take my breath away <laughs> and he gets shot in the back and he's like hands fly up like he's and like all the money's the money going everywhere. in slow motion they all look so good yeah it was brilliant i'm like i, I want to try robbing a vegas casino what's <laughs> what was my story by the, end of the 90s i could have done like wonder wall or something <laughs> um and so he says and they're like sorry you're right you're right Sorry, Ruben, you're right. He goes, hey, don't sweat it, boys. Remember, I still owe you about that thing from the place. <laughs> <laughs> thing from the place. Um, and he goes, by the way, which three idiot, uh, which three casinos did you idiots choose to rob? And they're like all the way. It's like he's in the background, mm. and Danny and Rusty are in the foreground right by us. And they kind of fake like they're trying to remember. And they go, oh, it was the MGM Grand, the Mirage, and, uh, the, Bellagio. and the Bellagio. And he goes, that's Terry Benedict's casinos. Is it? 
And then we find out that Ruben's got an axe to grind because he forced him out of his casino. He did. Doesn't like it. And we get warned. Benedict is savage. He'll come after you and he'll kill you. And then he'll start to go to work on you. Yep. And uh, but eventually he goes, um, who do you have in mind? Because he's in now because, you know, yeah, emotion he won't, he won't trumps everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who's the crew? And was where we found out that Frank's in first off, but we've met Frank. Yeah. Then we get like a really quick bang, 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 bang of here's the crew. The first pair would be Virgil and Tur- Turk, played by Casey Affleck yeah. and Scott Can. Um, I like them too, though. It was great because we had this shot of a monster truck that pulls up until then you had the real monster truck pull up beside it and you realize it was a toy because you hear the rumble of a legitimate monster truck. Yeah. yeah. And then we find out it's two brothers. One of them's racing in the truck. The other one, I think, is Casey Affleck, has the remote control. Oh, I thought Casey Affleck was in the... No, Casey Affleck's the the, the, the skinny one with the asymmetrical oh, hair. See, oh. I, didn't, I didn't know who Casey Affleck was in this Oh, time. this time I had no when idea. I first watched no. It. it wasn't until the assassination of Jesse James with Brad Pitt. Never seen it. And him. So, yeah. yeah. See, that's why I thought he was the, the bearded one, because everything I see him in now, he's like some some. Yeah, no, nah, he's, he's really thin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe the full title of that was The Assassination of Jesse James by the Robert Cow- Ford the Coward. Or by the coward, the coward Robert Ford. Ford yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. I remember because the Oscars, I was like, they did what in the name of that movie? <laughs> I know, right? That's just <laughs> look at how pretentious we are. Look how long our title is. But that's if how I remember Casey movie, Affleck. I yeah. want to make like, the longest title ever for it to win ah. an Academy Award. was like, the winner is the movie that goes on forever, and the title is going to be another 17 syllables and you know just stop when you said that yeah interesting uh, <laughs> a pause and then they continue oh, they continue yeah. <laughs> subtitle <laughs> and ethan film um so i uh, i don't know which one's which but scott can says to casey affleck i'm gonna get out of the car and i'm gonna drop you like third period french that's calm and then he yeah it's calm but i don't know which character if he's virgil or if he's turk i don't know which uh, one's which. Oh, okay yeah I don't and know as they either. start racing he then takes the monster truck and drives over the little one because it's keeping up and then you just see casey affleck's face going oh god dang it uh, originally this was supposed to be luke and owen wilson oh, oh that'd be cool like the which two guys who did it were great wilson? but these two are luke, more- luke could be the bully yeah, Luke would be the bully. Owen would be the younger one. I think. I think. I think that'd been a different um, uh, take on it, though. Maybe. Well, maybe because because they're a bit more laddie. Well, I guess Scott, Scott we'll see. a bit more, you know, laddie. Isn't he? Um, and they turned it down. Well, they dropped out to film a film called The Royal Tenenbaums. Really? Oh, yeah. So God. like, it's it's the, the the body count is three on this one. Yeah, the wow. curse of the Tenenbaums. Also, the Cohen brothers, the directors, were up at one point to maybe play this, which would be, be great to see them actually do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Casey Affleck and Scott can improvise some of their lines in the movie, you tell which it. would make sense. You could tell. Uh, Ted Griffin, the screenwriter, based Virgil and Turk's arguments on fights he and his brother had as kids, and I'm like, oh, like, no. like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching. <laughs> what you, like that's like two brothers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. At that moment, I was quite glad I had a sister. I think because that it's just going to be a lot of work having a brother <laughs> um other roles in the film people who were at one point attached i'm curious what roles you think they might have been you and mcgregor oh linus yeah i was thinking linus mm. yeah basher yeah because yeah. yeah, he's british and stuff. yeah you could have done that yeah, yeah. mike myers Ooh. oh could he have been the techie guy okay maybe yeah. Is it this is part of the crew, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's right. Oh, okay. Well parts. That's all I know is parts. So the thing is, he was huge at that point. He so was huge. I don't think he'd have took a lesser part, would he? Rusty? Yeah. Uh, I, think, I, I, I don't think I don't he, 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 Well Clooney no. asked him directly, maybe not. Yeah. And then Ray Fines. Ray Fines gotta be Terry Bennett. 
Gotta oh, be. yeah. Gotta yeah. be. I can totally see him as that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next up we meet Livingston Dell, played by Eddie Jemison. He's got an, he's, it's, it's a smaller part. I thought he was really good at it. Yeah. Is that right? Pint-sized Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I will say, he definitely played the role really well because I thought he was like three different actors. Uh, Did you really? The film, like, I swear I've seen him in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. No, that's not him. And I had to go through his IMDb. Never seen him. Oh, really? Wow. Wow. Um, and then we meet Basher, played by Don Cheadle. When we did Iron Man and Iron Man 2 over on Talking the Mickey, mm. and we did Iron Man on both, uh, we talked about, uh, oh, what was the guy's name who played the oh, or- original uh, War Machine? Terrence Howard? Yeah, Terrence Howard. Yeah. And uh, how he was like, kind of like thought he was bigger than he maybe should have been and was mad that Dyden Jr. was getting more money for the second time and felt Marvel had lied to him. And Don Cheadle gets presented as, and then in came Don. <laughs> yeah. What a gentleman. What a lovely man. Uh, I'll come back to that. Yeah, please oh, do. No. Uh, oh, Basher no. blows in. Oh, at which point? What about Basher? And, and like, before we see his little, like, snippet, we get told by Rusty, oh, it might be some availability issues. And I was like, he's, like, prophesying this, because then we go to his, like, bank robbery that goes wrong, and he and the alarm goes off. And I'm like, how did Rusty know that it wasn't going to work in advance? Yeah. Maybe he <laughs> Maybe. needed it. Because that guy's guy's not really availability. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go get him. I'm going to go trap him. But no, none of that. (laughs) Uh, Basher is freed by Rusty in a great bit where he comes over and pretends to be a a detective. It's like a very detective from like every movie ever. Like, oh, that's booby traps aren't really a style. Is it Basher? Because I kind of thought that he was doing a a recall, a recall, if you like, about um, him not getting caught. But then availability wouldn't be an issue because it's his daddy's around the corner. Yeah, it's, yeah. So I don't know what this was. Uh, no, that threw me completely. Um, so we get told by uh, Basher, it'll be nice working with proper villains again. Don Chadle demanded above the title billing alongside with Clooney, Damon, and Pitt. So he wanted his th- name to be up there with the four, the other three at the top of the movie poster. He didn't deserve that. This, this with, part doesn't, doesn't call with, for it. With no. the British accent he has in the... He, Andy Garcia is not even top of the bill. <laughs> no. Well, that's some of the British accent, shall we? Yeah. Um, so, but after his request to be above the line was denied, he refused to be credited in the film at all. So if you look in the credits, he's not listed. Talk about so, throwing his uh, dummy out. A little <laughs> bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, Don Chadle went to London, I kid you not, and talked to people there to get his accent down. What? Yeah, no. He later admitted his accent isn't that great, and he wanted really? to change it for the sequels, but the agent said no. <laughs> oh. Sorry, what era of London did he go to? Because it, it was like he was doing like, oh, hello, mister. It's Christmas Day, mister Scrooge. I think he went to um, Dick Van Dyke, <laughs> and Dick Van Dyke gave him some pointers. Yeah, I think he came and found me, and I said, I, I, I got you here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, because I think one of the guys in this was like a producer or something for Dick Van Dyke show. Wow. There we go. Uh, then we meet Yen, played by, uh, I think it's Shalbo Quinn. I think, I think, he, I think he's great. Uh, they find him at the circus. He didn't speak much English and had a translator on set who would tell him what to do. And the filmmakers were looking for someone with specific acrobatic skills to play this part. They discovered Shabo Quinn per- performing with the troupe in Las Vegas. He had never acted before. And he wanted to become a stuntman afterwards, but would later return to the Peking acrobats. Oh, okay. I, was gonna, I checked his IMDb. He's only done the Oceans franchise. Oh, really? Yeah. Then we meet Saul, and we're told he's out of the game, played by Carl Reiner. Uh, so he's out of the game what did he find God nope ulcers <laughs> so Danny sends Rusty to woo him and he finds him at the dog track a sport that has no interest to me in the slightest I don't if, get if it if you're there watching dogs race you're just a gambler 
It is. Yeah. It is basically. Yeah. It is. It is. Like horse racing's it's gambling, a, but you get to pretend you're you're posh. You get to see you know, horses. It's a good night out. It, a dog racing. Yeah. I just don't get it. It's a good well, night out. I just want to give the dogs a hug instead. Yeah. I never go to like a dog show and see them like yeah. go up and down those ramps. Oh, and stuff. yeah. <laughs> I can go through like, like the, the, the tunnel and like the slalom. There's always oh, like, yeah. one shitty little dog that's like, oh, okay, I'm going to whiz it. If everywhere. I could bet on that, I would do that. That seems much more fun. <laughs> um, originally rumored to be Alan Arkin. Really? Oh. Grandpa from Little yeah, Bit of Sunshine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Although, can, although can... Carl Reiner is fantastic. Oh, yeah. He is. He is. He's a bit more. He's a bit like. Nervy, and I like that yeah. about the character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he gets told you the best there is is by Rusty. You're in Cooperstown. What do you want? I want to explain to you what Cooperstown means. No, okay. idea. Cooperstown's the baseball hall of famous. Uh, so when he says you're in Cooperstown, he means you're an all time great. Oh, uh, uh, okay. So just thought it would just be an interesting cultural reference is, to bring up. I wish I'd known. So if you ever hear Cooperstown. It. Hall of Fame. At least I know. Yeah. Um, Steven Soderbergh wanted the actors to hang out on set to make sure they had good chemistry. During downtime, the cast often crowded around Carl Reiner to listen to his stories. Oh, I love that. Andy Garcia specifically said it wasn't easy to do a serious scene with Carl Reiner because Reiner was too funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then they think they're done, and they're sitting at the bar where they've been naming everybody, and they go, Dan's going, that's 10, that's enough, right? And, of course, we know the film's called Ocean's Eleven. It is. You think, think we need, need one more? No response. He goes, we need one more. And then we cut to a Linus Caldwell played by Matt Damon. Originally not the first choice. Oh. Ben Affleck. <laughs> Johnny Depp. Really? Oh, I... Mm, I, don't, see, I don't know. 2001 no. Johnny Depp. I don't really know, remember this Johnny Depp like in 2001. Edward Scissorhands era when he's like... No, Edward Scissorhands no, is like right 92. Early, yeah. 91, I don't 92. know. <laughs> when's, when's Fear and Loathing? Probably around this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely not then. Oh, no? No, no. Uh, uh, Matt Damon's part as Linus Caldwell, the pickpocket, was also meant for someone you mistook him with for a moment. No. Mark Wahlberg. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> he turned it down to star in Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I wish he hadn't done that. This film is Why cursed. Why are you saying that? That did spawn a few uh, more. <laughs> well, that was a, it was a reboot. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was like, a, yeah, no. He was supposed to be the face of a franchise. And then they went, no, we're not going near that again. We're going to make uh, Abraham Lincoln a monkey. Back to me and my Tim Burton love. So, yeah, <laughs> there we are. Uh, Steven Soderbergh used throughout a 45-degree shutter effect for flashback scenes. You know, whenever they did a flashback, it felt like a little choppy or yeah, stuttery. Yeah. I was like, that felt very 2000s era to So me. we see that when they like, go over like how um, he steals and pickpockets the guy, but then mm. also how Danny pickpockets him. Yeah. Yep. And he finds, he looks for this wallet he's just lifted and finds instead Danny Ocean's calling card, literally. <laughs> and they go to the pub and he's given a plane ticket and says, are you in or are you out? Something that he would get asked a lot in this movie. Um, and then we find out that apparently it's really weird. Like, you, I'm your, you know, you heard your dad was a legendary thief and so you need to be one too. And yet it doesn't really go anywhere after this. No, he's it not. just turns into you're a kid. And, and you're new. And he basically fucks things up. Yeah, well, kind of, and then kind of redeems at times as well. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's just a really weird one where this whole, like, your dad was this guy never really comes into play again. He just turns into yeah. the rookie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I can't remember if it's like they ever bring it up in the later films or not. His, well, it does because actually, now that you mention it, the idea about who his mom was comes in big in one of the later uh... movies. So there we go. Um, Let's talk about Vegas, because we finally get to Vegas in all of its color. Uh, ironically, director Steven Soderbergh originally wanted to shoot the movie in black and white. Ooh, I don't, I don't Probably as an homage a, to the original, I would yeah, guess. Yeah, maybe. 
I think with the tone this is going for it, like black and white doesn't really work. Oh, it's a shame George is not here because I think D- uh, Brad Pitt as Rusty looks so cool in this movie as well. He's very yeah. cool. Fight Club in this, I'm like, this is the coolest guy ever. Probably because I like the whole yellow bleached hair a little bit thing with the with, yeah. with the with the roots a bit darker underneath it. I love that look. The little yeah. '90s, 2000 sunglasses as well. Yeah, like, this is like a time locked film, and I kind of love it for it. It kind of is. It kind of is. It's it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Um. Warner Brothers said you could do it, but you have to re- drastically reduce the filming costs. So Soderbergh changed his mind. Oh. And the song that really gets associated with this is the first time I remember hearing it ever was the song we opened with. A little less conversation, a little more action. Oh, no. Mm, yeah. They did a remix of it, didn't they? Yeah. Later on for football. It, it was chosen for a Las Vegas montage because it was identifiable as a Vegas song, but not as obvious as Viva Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. A song I'm not really that big on, so yeah. yeah. Uh, one of Elvis's least song, known though. songs. It was later received a remix by uh, Thomas Hulkenberg, also known as Junkie XL, oh. and became a hit on the radio, and it became a number one hit for Elvis years it after. Was brilliant. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was huge. It was so good, yeah. You saw a football advert, wasn't it? I what, like a British football? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, they they <laughs> used that version on like Just Dance, and that was like the, it got, the big it got used everywhere. Thing. I think yeah. it was fairly cheap to license too, because oh, it was yeah. everywhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let me go back to Ruben's house. They're all there for, and he's put out a spread. Love a good spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, good host. Yeah, and he goes, <laughs> he the door rings, and like like Bernie Mac's already there. He's like the only one who's there already. <laughs> and they open the door. It's like all the other B level characters are there. <laughs> And he just goes, do you guys get a group raid or something? And um, Yen is making a house of cards as they're all talking and eating. And that's an homage to the original because someone in the original builds a house of cards. Uh, so that's yeah, a little, yeah, a little yeah. nod. Um, Danny comes up and dresses the group, says what I'm about to propose is both highly lucrative and highly illegal. If it's not up for you, then eat, please eat and drink as much as you want and then uh, in, in, enjoy your trip home. Otherwise, we'll go inside. Yeah, but don't you think that Something like you're going to pull off this thing. Why would you just go? Oh, go on, off you go home. Oh, I totally no. think it's a mind game. Why would you? I think it's. I also think it's the idea that the you know, price of poker is about to go up. Pardon the pun, but yeah, well, that's all. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I mean, if you're going to do something like maybe you're looking around at who else is there and you're going, who's going to dob you? You know, if you if they're not part of it, he's going to dob you in. Right, but if you're, if you're looking at this, you're going to go, okay, maybe some. I'm not, I'm not working with that that guy. Uh, that guy. No, I had a friend who worked with that guy. It didn't work out for. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. I'm talking about something. <laughs> I think this was you like, ask questions, well, I try and solve. They put all this effort in, and they're saying all this, and it's a lot of money. I, 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 because it's like a, a bit of pressure, and also just like my manipulation. I think because we're like, a bunch of crooks. You're welcome. They're all really nice guys. What's well, so the whole idea? There is honor in, amongst thieves. Yeah, and yeah they're yeah, gentlemen, yeah. despite this. And you know the idea being, and Danny plays this. You know, I'm not a liar. I'm, I'm, I'm a thief. Um, and so everybody goes inside except for Matt Damon and Damon goes inside. It was waiting there. And then, uh, you know, Monica and Ross's dad comes up and goes, Oh, so you're, 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 you're Bob's boy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh, it's all right. He goes, great. Get in the damn house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then the pitch. And we find out that on a, on any given night, uh, the three, the Bellagio vault will have 60 to $70 million, but it's 80 to 90 on the weekend. But on a fight night, 150. And they kind of go through all the security Mm -hmm. that they have to get by. And Saul, the sound clip we heard at the start, you know, so if we can get through all this, we're supposed to just walk out without getting stopped with the money? And they go, yeah. And we're kind of going, and that's what happens. Yeah. Oh, 
what happens and then we get a lot of stuff and i'm just gonna mm. wrap through this quickly because i don't think it's a lot of it's just kind of story filler mm. so, so some groups are doing recon basher's gonna work at killing the power um there's gonna be uh gonna get some security access so there's a great scene when one of the technicians is getting like a lap dance from this like stripper oh, yeah. and she pockets his card and then gives it to rusty and i think rusty sucking like a lollipop or yeah. something like that and she goes he goes hey should i say hi to your mom for me and she goes say hi yourself she's on stage in five minutes i like how he thinks about it and go there's a great moment because they have to get into the, into the cctv system inside the the the, the casino and so they send in uh, little store Pee Wee Herman Livingston or whatever his name is, and he gets in there. And they the way they get him in, they distract one of the regular guys who work there by having balloon. one of the brothers show up with a balloon yeah, and yeah. then fight oh, with his I love, brother I love this. and making fun of him for being just a balloon jockey. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the balloons hat. are right over the camera, yeah. so it's perfect. So it both gets the guard away, but also lets Livingston get in. I just love he's got this massive hat on for no reason. Oh. I've got to get my balloons away from here. He's yeah. taking my balloons. Um, and so... He went uh, all Jewish. <laughs> he did go really <laughs> Jewish with that. Oi vey! I brought in like my inner Elliot Goulder. <laughs> um, so Livingston goes down there and he goes into the server room and he's got the map on his hands. To be and fair, then- when he's in there, he's, he's very... On it oh, he knows and, what he's doing because we find earlier he's very good with computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when he gets out, he's not very. As he's clipping it, he just sort of wipes the sweat from his brow and he goes, and then he goes to leave and he goes to look at his hand and it's all smudged. And they even gave us a flashback of him like wiping <laughs> his brow. Yeah. And now you see the ink on his forehead. And yet one of the guys sees him and thinks he's a little bit off. So he goes and checks the server room and he finds the little tv device he's do supposed hickey. to watch everything on yeah our magic doohickey today. yeah there's a bunch of magic doohickeys <laughs> still, actually there is yeah and so then uh he goes chasing after him but livingston's terrified he's been caught and the guy catches up to him and goes hey you dropped this i call bullshit and he goes oh how's the reception on this and he just goes excellent <sighs> If I saw some sketchy lo- looking dude and he's got like pen smeared all over but his he's sweat, but, he, but he's a computer technician, doesn't it kind of fit the bill? You make a good point. Uh, yeah. And plus, he's like this. I think he even says like, you. I think you brought it up when we were watching. Like he's got a forgettable face. I think you brought up the forgettable face because no, yeah, I, I called said, him. Dis- someone said, did. Was he? Yeah. We're all misremembering who said what today. Yeah, we are. There we are. We need a flashback with some doom memory. That's right, Georgia. Happy Dwayne. <laughs> He's like, no. we'll, we'll see if we can borrow George's Halloween costume. <laughs> I would um, wear that. <laughs> so um, then we need construction on the Bellagio. And then I think it's Linus who goes for practice. And I think Danny goes something like that, which is a great. If you look back, you go, not really. No, yeah. uh, not, it's for something totally different, but yeah, we're not going to yeah. tell you yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah meanwhile frank strong arms or strong hands his way into some cheap vans <laughs> but two brothers are just like right in the back of the bumper you you know what you'd, you'd just you'd say to them you're like come on guys you know you haven't paid for that yet this yeah. is you know come on you can see him sort of twitching oh it's rough yeah uh, he keeps looking right like yeah, he went like yeah. oh they're gonna break my van uh let's talk about the bellagio for a minute the bellagio granted the crew full access 
That's wow. Producer Jerry Weintraub, remember the Pope of Vegas, yep. was friends with the former owner of the Bellagio. Uh, the wind sold the Bellagio to a guy named Kirk Kirkorian before filming, but Weintraub was friends with him too. <laughs> The Bellagio closed the, closed their valet parking for the movie. Even the high rollers had to use the parking garage so they wow. could have access to the front at all times. I love wow. the Bellagio. It was estimated that 25 to 30% of the Bellagio was being used by the production at any given time. Wow. Which is just kind of like a giant commercial for the Bellagio in many oh, ways. Yeah, yeah so. absolutely. Uh, and then Danny checks on Saul because Saul looks a bit nervous. He goes, can you do this? <laughs> After I was ready to leave, and he, Saul says, uh, if you ever ask that question again, Daniel, you won't wake up in the morning. And he's the only one who calls him Daniel. Yep. Yeah. And he looks in the mirror and starts practicing. My name is Zerga. Lyman Zerga. <laughs> he and, goes, yep, he's ready. <laughs> and, and we meet Terry Benedict a long time from the start of the movie here, played by Andy Garcia, who's really good in this role. I like oh, Andy. Yeah. I, I rate Andy, Andy Garcia as an actor anyway. Uh, he was at The Godfather, wasn't he? The later yes, ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, yeah. Uh, Recon, this is Linus, gives us, because he's been following him now. So he can tell us everything about this guy, and it feels like it's organic because he was supposed to do Recon. Yep. So of course you would say this. And then he goes, <laughs> at which point he's like, he, he reaffirms the idea that if you take this guy out, he'll kill you, and then he'll start working on your family. <laughs> and he goes, are you scared? Rusty says to him. And the response is, are you suicidal? <laughs> Rusty just smiles and goes, only in the morning? <laughs> and he's eating shrimp. He's eating so many shrimp cocktail here. He is. He is. Um, you said look at the... Look yeah, at, what, was, what, what was, was that about? We got distracted by the plot. We didn't uh, We didn't pay enough attention. I'll tell you what we were supposed to be looking for. Uh, okay. And we get told the girl, this girl, who goes, oh, she's the best part of my day. And we meet Julia Roberts playing Tess. And he goes, ah, oh, shit. The script was sent to Julia Roberts with a $20 bill attached. Included was a note from George Clooney who said, I hear you're getting 20 a picture now. <laughs> the joke was that she just hit the $20 million mark yeah, per picture. Yeah. In the scene where she's introduced, actually, if you notice, you never see her feet. Oh. You th I bet you think that you did. I looked. You definitely don't. I bring this up because she is barefoot. Uh, uh, because it would have been difficult to navigate a spiral staircase in high heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that makes sense. In fact, Robert's shoes were often hurting her feet during filming, and she went in bare feet whenever the camera would only show her at waist level. Oh, fair enough. That whole bit where she even walks by them. Yeah, never yeah. Never get her feet. No. During the several takes it took to shoot the scene in which Rusty and Linus are spying on Tess as she's introduced coming down the stairs, Brad Pitt, who plays Rusty, eating shrimp from a shrimp cocktail, ate 40 shrimp. Boy. <laughs> And they're not that's, small. They no, were big, big shrimp. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, rookie yeah. numbers. That's what we call a king prawn over here. Wow. Yeah. Oh, um, lucky. Julia Roberts filmed all of her scenes in two weeks. Oh, yeah. okay. Makes sense. George Clooney and the other actors, because she's the only girl, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they played pranks on Julia Roberts, sometimes leaving 5 a.m. wake-up calls for her when she didn't be on set until noon. Oh. <laughs> and if you notice in the credits, Julia Roberts is credited with the words and introducing Julia Roberts as Tess. <laughs> this is a joke. Introducing credits are usually for actors in their first ever on-screen role or their first prominent role. Yeah, yeah. When Ocean's Eleven came out, she had just won the... the um, the the Oscar for for best actress. This just seems like a fun Was that time. Aaron Brockovich? Yeah. Yeah. yeah With yeah, Steven yeah. Soderbergh. Yeah, yeah. And said, I have any and then um Linus goes, I haven't even caught her name yet. And then Rusty goes, Tess. Tess. Is what? Her name is Tess. And Rusty and Danny have a summit. And at some point I want to know because this one, this isn't for Linus. Linus isn't around. So this has got to be real, this conversation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they, they they play some facts and lose rules with us as well. Yep. Uh, and we get told, he says, tell me this isn't about her, I'm walking. 
tell me it's not about the guy who's screwing your 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 wife. He goes, ex-wife. <laughs> um, he goes, now we're stealing two things. Which are you going to choose? Test doesn't split 11 ways. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, he goes, if anything goes according to plan, I won't be the one making that choice. Ooh. Truth. It is. And then let's meet the Pope of Vegas, shall we? <laughs> was that who that was? Lyman Zerga is playing at a table, and he's warned by another high roller, don't get into Terry Benedict for too much money. That is Jerry Weintraub, the Pope of Vegas. Wow. He that. had a he had a presence about it. Yeah, him, it was great. Didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Zerga wants to meet Terry Bennett to put something in the vault and calls him over. Um, and there seems to be a bit of... Bennett doesn't really want to let him do it. No. no. Why would you? You're letting someone... No, I mean, some, you some random guy you've never seen before. If Bennett just, just, just stays according to his... Because he had a... He had a a not great feeling yeah. if he just mans up and goes go somewhere else yeah none of this happens nope exactly so danny and tess have some great banter because he sees her and stops because she's waiting for for benedict of course benedict is talking to uh zerga uh, or else he'd be on time she goes oh it's 30 seconds late i was gonna send out a search <laughs> <laughs> it's danny oh, no. and he sits down there's some great banter uh she says you're not wearing your ring she goes i sold it um that part wasn't so great you get the feeling she was she wasn't telling the truth there no he goes uh plus we're not married anymore I said, did you not get the papers he said i did on my last day inside she went i told you i'd write <laughs> <laughs> oh, cold. uh he came here for her she goes you're a thief and a liar she says i only sorry she calls him a thief and a liar he says i only lied about being a thief and says i don't do that anymore she goes steal he goes lie <laughs> and he was this benedict guy not him not him she goes well you're kind of you know as my as my ex husband, you don't really have the right to say it's a bit, bit hypocritical in it. A little bit. But she goes, Does he make you laugh? No. He doesn't make me cry. Oh. Ho ho. And then Terry, I've got crashes the meeting. I mean, it's his meeting, it's his date. Yeah. Uh, but Dan, he kind of does. The whole time he's sitting there, Danny's just playing with his wedding ring. Yeah. He is. And Terry. Oh, he latches. He, he, he latches on to He gets very going. territorial. Very territorial. Territorial. <laughs> he grabs a hold of Tessa's hand and looks at her in the eye. And he won't even look at him. Well, look at him. He goes, I guess we won't be seeing more of Mr. Ocean. Whoo. Mm-hmm. And then as he walks away, we see Linus is tailing Danny. Yes. And we're like, oh, what's this about? Mm-hmm. And then the hotel's demolished. So it's the next day. Danny, sorry, Terry Benedict's wearing this. I'm convinced they dressed Terry Benedict to look like an absolute joke. Oh, yeah. Douche. He's like long, do yeah, these long beigey kind of things. Yeah. Sometimes he's in like middle, uh, he's in like, like Indian inspired garb. Sometimes he's in, oh, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Today we'd say cultural appropriation. That's yeah. what we'd say. Yeah. Um, the hotel is demolished uh, because they're going to go ahead. This is the, the hotel of uh, Rubens. Rubens Hotel, yeah. He's in the background. Yeah. And they go ahead and they push it and the hotel goes down. Everyone looks to the side to see the hotel demolished except for two faces. Danny's staring straight ahead and Linus is about six rows behind staring which, at Danny. Which is funny. And, know, and also um, uh, uh, Cheadle's character. Well, Basher is yeah, watching, on, watching TV. on TV. And, and it's going down right behind, behind him. him. <laughs> <laughs> nice little shot. Um, the power goes out. This brief sequence with them presiding over the demolition of the hotel uh, originally had the New York, New York Hotel and Casino being brought down by explosives. However, this comes out in the aftermath of a 9-11 attacks. 
Remember, it's, it's 20 year anniversary next week. So that's yes. December. Yes. It's yes. literally three months. Wow. So they went, can't do that. That's a little bit too reminiscent of the World Trade Center, don't you think? Yeah. So the CG backdrop of the collapsing buildings was replaced just before theatrical release of a new fictional hotel called the Xanadu. However, the HBO behind-the-scenes making of featurette included on the Blu-ray and the DVD was made well before the movie was finished and actually features the original pre-9-11 version of the sequence showing the New York, New York being demolished. I was looking. I thought I saw New York, New York on the Netflix one today. Oh, I was looking for the name of the hotels that yeah, went yeah, down. Yeah. I think it said New York, New York. I stayed at New York, New York. Did you really? I stayed in that one, yeah. There's a roller coaster in it. What? Wait, well, well, hang on. But you went after this, didn't you? Because this shows the actual New York, New York going down. Well, the New York, New York is, yeah, is after Do they have a second one? They must have then. Because there's a roller coaster that goes around it. That's okay. the one I stayed at. That's cool. Which is opposite the MGM Grand. Okay. My window looks straight out at the yeah. MGM Grand. Uh, Rusty and Yen then walk us through the plan. We think it's like a theoretical thing, but we see it's actually the model is in full mm. scale. And there's a jump, and Yen has to do this like backflip and land in a seating position Brilliant. on top mm. of some unit. storage unit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they make bets, and he nails it. I love the way that like that they show it because he walks past, and you're like, oh, what? what's going on? Oh, it's a it's a fake one. And every, yeah, so clever. And everyone's feeling really, really good. And so someone went, oh, it's the second act. We need some sort of a, a thing they have to overcome. And so in walks Basher, covered in crap. <laughs> Literal crap. Saying how they're in deep Barney. Rubble. Yeah. Trouble. Because every British yeah. person, like, every British person, every British person expects Americans to understand Cockney rhyming slang. That is yeah. true. <laughs> Stupid. Sorry, Chadle. I think you're a fine actor. Uh, <laughs> this wasn't your strong suit no. um and he goes so everyone's like what can we do oh but we'll do it tomorrow that's what we're gonna do it in reno and he goes hang on hang on we can use a pinch a pinch and i was like i love it when the same guy brings you the problem and comes up with a solution yeah yeah so in other words he's telling you in other words we didn't need this but no, we yeah. needed something we needed to extend the film by 12 more minutes yeah you like Guys, okay, we've had a situation, but this is what we need to do. Instead of being like, guys, I don't know what we're going to do. I know what we're going to yeah, do. Yeah, it was just... It was but just you know what? That's a fair old distance I've got to travel. Oh, they were in California, middle of the night, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, they go to California. Um, Linus isn't allowed to go into the job, so my notes here say, so why'd you bring him? Exactly. He can't go inside if you leave him in, uh, if you leave him in Vegas. Screen time. I have no idea. <laughs> My only thought during it was, is this him still tailing Danny? But what's he going to do? He's, yeah, he's no. only tailing Danny at the hotel. Um, Yen's hand gets hurt because Linus goes inside because he's because he's the, the brothers are fighting and he's like, I can't do this. I'm going to go inside. And everybody else gets out and they're ready to leave. And it's like Little Miss Sunshine. They're like, Where's Olive? Except for it's Linus. Yeah. He comes in late and as they try to rush and get him out from jumping off of the roof of this like first story part of the building. Just left him. Um, the, that, the, the door of the van crushes uh, the hand of Yen. And, and why so, haven't they got guns? And so they have to. Uh, who the, the, ba- the guys? Is, the bad guys? No, the bad. Well, the good guys because they're the bad guys. They, they don't do guns though, do they? No, no. I meant if the security have, guys. Why oh, the security they guys. Well, I have no idea. You know, they're going, well, hey, you're, you're breaking away. It's, a, stealing, it's a security guard. I don't think it's a proper policeman. No, but they still have guns, don't they? Security. Security, like well, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes tasers or like a handgun. I think um, I, have, I have a handgun. Jeez, I have, I have no idea. It's America. I imagine it would be 
I imagine it would be the institutions because it's like it's like an education facility. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's I just like imagine, a Caltech. I just imagine it's, it's not. It's not like you're not. You're not going to Walmart here. I mean, you're going to like a university because they're getting like a teen. It's basically like um like a tiny hadron collider. Sure. Like in in the look, so it's like a science sciencey building. So. Yeah, maybe. maybe Highly, there's tasers. only one of these things. Higher education and guns don't usually link. I'm just saying. All right. I just think that, you know, being security-wise, if you've got something you've only got one of in the world... Well, in the region. Pinch, in the region, in the country, whatever it was. You know, yeah. and there's a reason for this pinch. Convenient it was in California. Very yeah. Convenient. This could have been in, like, Texas. It could have been in, like, Florida. It could have been New York. Imagine yeah. if it was in a different country. Yeah. Um, so I'll be back in a pinch. <laughs> and then we find it was a problem. Danny's been red flagged, and this is the Good fight phone. part of the movie. Uh, so Rusty takes Danny out of the equation. Linus is going to get his spot. Danny is moderately upset. Yeah, yeah. But, he's not. He's not losing his cool. Yeah, but it's not long before he's back in the casino. Well, we don't know this though at this point, do we? Well, no. So it's the audience course. watching this. I'm going. Oh, he's been very civilized. Yeah. Oh. Um, Saul is surprised Tess is with Benedict because she's too tall for him. She's not wrong. Or he's not wrong. <laughs> she's very tall for him. Uh, Linus is coached about what to do when you ask questions. Don't look up. And don't, don't look up because I think you don't know what you're talking about. Don't look down. I think you're lying. And don't under any circumstances. And then Livingston's like, can I see? He's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and the camera stays on Damon going, what? What don't I? <laughs> it's great. It was very I good. like Matt Damon as the young kid who doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, when he's yeah. out of his depth, he has like comedic chops. Yeah, but we, without going over. I think nervous. we talked about during the movie, but to me, Matt Damon will always be that young twenty-something guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Saul is struggling physically. I thought the first time I saw him, Saul was going to die. Legitimately, oh, I sorry. thought he was putting it on. I thought that was part of the act, and then in, until this point, well, we see he struggles when he's, he's holding his head. We see he struggles when he's at the dog track. Yeah, but I didn't. I, I just. I don't know. I felt like that was all a bit of an act. So I was always afraid he was actually going to... I think we're supposed to, because then we get relieved when um, when the, when the, the doctor shows up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Saul's cover's almost blown because he's walking with Terry Bennett. Why Terry has to be the guy doing this? Don't know. But the name of the character is, like, hey, Saul, do you remember me? It's Bucky Buchanan, <laughs> which is a nod to the comics. Bucky, uh, Bucky Barnes. Oh, I never even... Bucky Buchanan yeah. Barnes. Yep. Oh, yeah. Benedict won't let Saul in the vault, he says, for a number of reasons. Uh, one is insurance. Uh, another one is... I just don't trust him. The third one, yeah. though, is I just don't trust yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's all right. Uh, we have a close-up of an air freshener in the van, and we go to the plan. The plan begins in earnest, and it starts with Linus as a member of the Nevada Gaming Commission um, going ahead and tackling the idea that Frank is Frank, and he's not Ramon. Uh, how is Danny, if he's taking Danny's spot, how is Danny ever going to do this? Hi, I'm I think da- this is the whole... I'm, he never- hi, hi, I'm Danny Ocean. I'm from uh, the... Yeah. Oh, I look just like Danny Ocean, but I'm here to tell you about... It's never going to happen. With no. no. I think that's the plan. I don't know. Because if you got plan A, at what point was was Matt Dan- was was Linus, who was tailing him, and we're going to go, maybe Danny shouldn't do this part? I think, because it doesn't he say later, it was just see if you were at, he was actually on the side or not though i love the idea that danny's like i'll put on a fake mustache and this is enough. uh salinas fronts the Nevada gaming commission 
Uh, when is that this point the, the brothers do like nine different roles here they're great so they've <laughs> acted as like restaurant guys and they've brought up a table which actually is not a table it's just the carrying case that uh, yen's got to go in yeah yen goes in brad pitt's a bit of a dick and goes do you want a magazine to read while you're in there <laughs> you see this like hand pop up with the middle finger and I, they really went into the whole it's funny when the little chinese guy swears because yeah. they do it on a few occasions. They do. Yeah, they'll do it later. Because yeah. we haven't heard them talk yet. I yeah. just got yeah. very claustrophobic for him. Oh, did you? Oh. Well, that was okay. <laughs> Stop me. Uh, um, so Danny then uh, approaches Tess. So he came to say goodbye, and he kisses her on the cheek. It's a nice moment. He's wearing the same mm. clothes he was like got out of jail with earlier. Because mm. he comes out of jail at the start of the movie in like a tux. He's kind of mm. in a tux again. Yeah. They call back to the scene later, don't they? Yes, they do. Uh, Linus then exposes Frank's criminal past and uh, is part of it when Bernie Mac's talking about the <laughs> racial inequity between them. Uh, at one point, he says they should call it White Jack. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He also says, we sing and dance around that. What do you want me to do? You want me to get on the table and dance? Uh, that's, that's it. That's improvised by, by, by Bernie Mac. That was, I love yeah. that. That was good. Uh, and then Matt that's Damon, you know, as, as purposely saying the wrong thing, says, we at the NGC have always pushed for the hiring of colored, and he pauses and goes, oh, something's been wrong here. <laughs> and then Bernie Mac goes to attack him. He hides behind Benedict, which, of course, is the perfect chance to, to lift the codes that he's looking for. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, the brothers fight uh, and get the actual. Oh, so the brothers have showed up with, like, their... There now it looks like actual stuff it needs to go in the vault and they yeah. yell because they forgot the card and they're yelling and so the, the guys who do work there are like would you shut up you're making the, ho- the hotel look bad they just like, we'll take it down what is it it's, it's, it's Benedict stuff yeah Benedict high rollers they go, okay <laughs> it's just that easy because also uh, you have that shot where they're like oh look it's the their um like serving uniforms that just sitting how, there oh how, how no one yeah, yeah. sitting in the elevators and stuff. i was like that's gonna come back at some point zerga, zerga is struggling to breathe uh basher's getting set up ready to go and danny gets picked up by two thugs and put into a room uh linus is walking out with benedict and he goes i forgot my pager and he must have done the job because he's just like yeah can you find your way out great doesn't see him as a threat nope because there was that test. He's always cowering, isn't there he? was that test when he went. You've been at the bird all along. You went about eighteen months. Have you worked with I don't know, Kev Dog? Kev Dog. And he goes, "Oh, sorry, Kev Dog. I don't mean this." But he goes, "Not since he died last year." <laughs> and that's enough. He, and he knows what's like, going on. He puts his head down as if he's lying as, as well. And I was like, "Oh, that's a toe." Is, I, think it's just the, a I think it's the idea of it. It's like a really indecent question to ask. Like you're yeah. shaming him mm-hmm. and going, "Not since he died last year, you insensitive bastard." <laughs> um. Danny susses out what's going on and going, oh, there's no cameras in this room. Yeah, you don't want anyone to see what happens here, do you? And then in walks a bigger man. He punches his hand. Well, yeah. Come on. This means I'm tough. (laughs) And the two big men walk outside, and Danny gets punched out, and we get the reveal that Bruiser, the big guy, is in on it. (laughs) It's part of the plan. I call bullshit on all this. Oh, like the number of steps you would have to put in. So the question becomes, and this is the question I'm going to ask, is that is it more important that it lines up or is it more important that you had fun? Oh, I had fun. Okay. so I think it's a bit of both. But we're wrong because I got got a huge plot hole coming up as well. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so he gets punched in because I'm thinking about you have to know what room. You have to know what it really is. Everything has to go perfect. You need to know who the chief of this is. Make sure. You have to get noticed by Benedict at the perfect minute. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you're really risking it by going to Benedict's like guards and be like, "Do you want 
you want some money? I'm gonna yeah. Rub, I'm going to rub your boss. Uh, z- z- I guess the assumption is they knew each other from, from th- years th- gone. Yeah. By. Or, I think because the, the same with Frank, that like prison. So he obviously came up with this plan in prison. So yeah. maybe he had a few years to get people in the right spots. Probably. Uh, it really humanizes him. How, how's your wife? Oh, she's pregnant again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it happens. <laughs> uh, Zerga collapses, and that's the distraction that allows for the CCTV to be replaced with video. Because everybody, they went, oh, there's a bogey, because they've seen Matt Damon. And then the old guy falls down, and everybody forgets. Yep. <laughs> like, you could have one guy go, you keep, do- everybody else on the, on the, the guy who's dying, but one guy just watch, yep. But I'm going to be honest. If I'm like, the the head of security of a hundred and sixty billion dollars, and I'm like, that's something. Hundred sixty million. So, oh yeah, million. I'm like, oh, that'd be even more. Anyway, um, that's how numbers work. If I'm like, there's this guy that's like just gone the wrong way, and all of a sudden at the same point, someone's like, I'm having a heart attack. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and then in comes the doctor. The doctor is played by Brad Pitt. With his terrible awful wig. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. The wig was the rehearsal wig for Mike Myers in Austin Powers International oh Man of Mystery. God. That's brilliant. That's groovy. Yeah, um, baby. Linus and Danny and uh, Linus is in the, the elevator now because Zerg has done his thing and he lifts off a top panel and he grabs his stuff and he looks back up and there's Danny who to help him out. <laughs> And he almost has a little. He's like, "Oh, I would freak. Oh, I'd scream. I would. I would. <laughs> yeah." And this is where we find out anyone. that not a, this is where we find out that the whole fight between Rusty and Danny was fake. At which point, I'm going, "When did this happen? Oh, then, because I want to know. Because am I? We need to be. Am on I that. on the inside? Am I not on the inside? Yeah. Am I? If I'm with Linus, I should be with Linus on everything. Yeah. And it yeah. wasn't. They played both sides. They did. They did. I agree. Uh, we find out Zerga is dead. <laughs> Here comes the stretcher. It's the two brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Love this. Their, their existence is fantastic. It's, just, it's a fun time. It is. Uh, then we go to the fight. We haven't talked about the fight too much. We're commercials the whole way through. But it is Lennox Lewis. And I think it's Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2,000 extras were used for the filming of the boxing match scenes. Oh. Lennox Lewis comes in and part of, he loses his heavyweight title after filming this. And people think that him being in the movie distracted him so much that he dropped the title. The same thing I think happened to, is it Ricky Hatton in the Creed movie? I think so, yeah. Where he shot the movie and then he drops his title. And people were like, if you just had, you know, just don't get distracted from what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, he did, uh, I guess a positive, he did pick up the title again before Ocean's Eleven was released. He won the rematch to get it back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be Canada's Lennox Lewis. Yes. Going under the British flag. Won a gold medal for Canada. <laughs> Kitchen of Waterloo's own Lennox Lewis, who then, I mean, talk about uh, he, he really. You know what it's like having a Don Shadle should have gone to him for practice in an English accent. He yeah. should have done because him. you know what, it's not the greatest, but it's worlds better than Don Shadle's. A lot better. <laughs> um, then we go to the EMP and Basher's about to hit the the what's it called a punch pinch a pinch. Yeah. He's about to hit it and he sort of cups his his genitals as he like moves <laughs> to the side. I'll give him credit. That was a, that was an ad lib. That's cool. Uh, the EMP generated by electro- electromagnetic pulse, generated by a real Z pinch, is barely powerful enough to knock out an electronic device across a room. Ah. In fact, under current science, the only thing that could do what we saw in the movie is a genuine nuclear explosion. Wow. <laughs> so I think the pinch is the ultimate magic doohickey of today's episode. It is. Uh, back to Danny and Linus, and they're wearing these black T-shirts and like these like um, like SWAT team sort of 
vests yeah. over it. The mm. costume designer didn't want him to wear T-shirts. Oh. They just wanted like bare chests and bare arms, and the actors went, nope. no, not doing that. Um, so overall, though, the cast did love the work of the costume designer uh, who was uh, Jeffrey Kirkland. Uh, never imagine Doohickey, they have a hockey puck that knocks people out. Yeah, I thought it was, it's like a, a gas. A sonic, no, I think it's a sonic pulse. Oh, I thought it was like that's, a gas. No, because that, that, that's why when it's over, it's safe to just walk out. Yeah, I was wondering that. No, I just, because when, yeah. it, when it opens, it's a little, this little thing, I'm like, would have made sense if they explain. Oh, yeah, because he's even like, give it a second. Give it a second, and yeah. you hear the last one drop, and then they open, and it's instantly safe. Yep. Yeah. If I'm the first guy and I see someone pass out, I'd be like, guys, guys, help, instead of just waiting. It's a lot of like. Yeah, I chance. guess so. Yeah, it's a lot of chance see, that no we're one's going to We're not given anything besides yeah. inside the, the elevator. We're back with Damon mm-hmm. and, uh, and Clooney. Uh, so does when make it out? It's time to get out, but the briefcase has been put on top of his receptacle. Yeah, and anything that lands on the floor sends off the. the Thankfully, silence. it had a, a handcuff attachment yeah. to it, which means that when he opens it and the briefcase goes to fall off, he can grab it by the handcuff and save the day. Because I guess it has floor sensors. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's got like the the beams, and the floor sensors get knocked out once you blow the door up. Yeah, yeah, because it seemed kind of weird. I was like, that didn't. Why didn't the blowing of a door not trigger an alarm? Yeah, just a thought. Mm. That's another hole. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then he goes for the backflip, and they're going to. You know, I think Bernie Mac's trying to make another bet, and they're like, no, no, no bets on this one. Mm. And he no. does it, and he overcarries, and uh, he almost falls off, and he's got this like broken, smashed hand as well. Mm. So you're like, what's going to happen? Uh, he gets his hand stuck. Because we find out that the the black opal sort of I don't know what Bendik thought they were yeah. jewels they're actually explosives yeah and so they're lining up with what Clooney's uh, got on the other side of a door and they're matching them up and they're banging to communicate and they go let's start a countdown from twenty now why would you start a countdown from twenty you'd say ten or thirty no, well no 10. it's just the idea about why why so high yeah and it's supposed to be because you just tell when okay you got you know hit it and then you got five seconds to get out of there or whatever it is but 20 so we can see him struggle and go no uh, no and they hit the 20 they hit the, the trigger to set the explosion off it doesn't <laughs> doesn't work it's nope. like it's like christopher nolan saw it and when i'm using that for my batman movie <laughs> i'll have him shake it i'm gonna purposely make sure it not works yeah and again i call bullshit who carries batteries around with him well, this was the chance for Damon to get his to, to kind of get his one upmanship up on Clooney because Clooney was giving him the whole like old guy talking down to a young guy speech the whole way through. So this gave Damon a chance to show they're on the same level. Yeah, but no one goes on a job with carrying batteries. Do they? I liked it as a as a moment. Uh, I thought it was great. It's a chance for the young lion to show up the the this sort I, of old I did lion. like that, but I mean, I just. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but I, was, I remember first I saw it, I was really concerned for Yen. Yeah, I was. Yeah, because he's like his hand is stuck right where they're going to blow the door up. Yeah. Well, I completely forgot about all of this. So the second that he almost topples, I'm like, oh my god, what's yeah. Gonna I happen? remember looking at you going, I thought you'd seen this. And I was like, I just forgot a lot. Uh, they start robbing the vault uh, after they find they find Yen under some like, buried in rubble. <laughs> I was just like, actually, just move a grate. So I don't know how that we play so perfectly over him. He did. He was like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fool this. And I'm, not gonna do, get for blowing, I'm obviously I'm not gonna do the accent, movie. but he kind of go. But he goes, "Where the fuck you been?" Yeah, <laughs> and it's like this is this is obviously just a joke because he is the he's a little Chinese man. Yeah, and it's funny and, to hear him swear. Yeah. I believe the only f bomb of the film. 
Yeah. You get one and you can keep your you can keep from getting an R rating if you use one F bomb. If that was me then, I'd go Fuck That'd be me. Oh. Just to make sure that I got that in there. So do you have Paul Dano playing the part of uh... <laughs> uh where are we at here? I can't remember. Oh, Saul says he sees him robbing the bank and he goes, That is the sexiest thing I have ever seen. He does, yeah. There's a phone call to Benedict by Rusty. Who is this? He goes, the man who's robbing you. And we get the flashback because the, the, the phone rings and it's in it's in Tessa's pocket. She goes, I don't own a cell phone. Now we'd be like, all right there. Well, aren't you so edgy? I don't have a phone back then. Little people, miss off the grid. People, people, people didn't have phones back then. I I, I actually, uh, when did I get mine? 90, 99, I'm trying to think when I had one and actually used it semi-regularly. Yeah. Because I, I had some that just stayed in, like, I never bought, because we had, like, pay-as-you-go is a big thing in Canada. Do you know why? Yeah, I did pay-as-you-go. Do you know why I got one? I've seen this girl, and she was insistent that, because I finished work late, she insisted I called her at a certain time. I said, well, I don't have a phone. Yeah. So she kind of coerced me into getting a phone <laughs> so I could talk to her. See, in Canada, pay-as-you-go is, like, when you run out of your minutes, your card's over. So you buy, like, $20 worth of phone credit. Yeah. As opposed to here, pay-as-you-go is, like, you buy a SIM, and you get... Like a month of a sim or something? Yeah, but you still run out, kind of. You still run out? Yeah, yeah. You still run out of minutes, I guess, yeah. You, yeah, you yeah. have, like, credit. Because when I had it, was like, you can send you what, X your, amount of text. Your phone deals over here are way better than back home. Oh, really? Oh, way better than back home. Fact, so with cable, I saw this horrifying oh, video. It, it, it's, it, it's, like it's disgusting. Seven ninety nine to be able to use your remote. But telecommunication... Um, yeah, I saw the same thing. But yeah. the, the, the telecommunication giants in North America are just, like running rampant like wow. stuff does not have to cost as much as they are charging and the government's letting them get away with it Ooh. because it's all on the banner of hey it's free enterprise well it's free enterprise as long as everybody's being honest and the yeah. system's not set up in a way that means any new person trying to get into the market isn't instantly squeezed out mm. yeah so yeah much better over here i just about fell over when i saw the prices oh good yeah <laughs> I was watching something where I can get unlimited data for $65 a month. That's because I own my phone. And I'm like, it costs me like the equivalent of like 22 US dollars a month. I'm like, what? Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. Um, We get the, we said that, uh, Terry kicks Tess out. So Terry's like, it'd be better if you're not here for this because he's about to threaten Mm -hmm. someone's life. And Tess is like, what? Oh, really and i'm like <laughs> someone's robbing his vault get out yeah yeah like realize this isn't about your relationship right now this is like the singular Stop thing that, yeah oh this was ridiculous this was so ridiculous hung around i'm mad that he respects his job when he's getting his bank vault robbed and made me leave <laughs> mr president there's a national crisis okay girlfriend go somewhere you're gonna make me go somewhere yeah. it's just a national crisis yeah oh Sorry, folks, I can't come. I can't <laughs> do it. The missus, can't can't the stop the nuclear war this time, guys. <laughs> time to tag in the vice president. <laughs> I'm on date night. <laughs> um, so um, we find out that there's a plan. As we're told, they've booby-trapped the bags of money. So if we let's get with half of it, you get to keep your half. But if you don't, we'll blow both of them, and you lose all your money. Not a bad plan. That's a good plan, yeah. So I just told that your guys are going to put it in a van and we're going to send it off. I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll 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 do that. And we watch as he's explaining it. We actually see the plan as it takes place. Uh-huh. And then they submit the call. They call by they I mean the casino calls nine one one. 
a test then gets a phone call on the phone that's not hers but she's totally cool with now um to watch tv and says danny wants you to watch tv channel like i don't know channel eight, eight, eight i think yeah. eight okay um we get shown the plan by uh rusty about what the plan's gonna be the swat team is shown up and then we just get told by uh terry benedict run and hide asshole run, <laughs> run and, and hide because i want to find you Andy Garcia is lying to Brad Pitt. If you should be picked up buying a $100,000 sports car in Newport Beach, I'm going to be supremely disappointed. Is in reference to the kidnapping of Steve Wynn's daughter, Kevin. The kidnappers were caught trying to spend some of the ransom money in Newport Beach as they attempted to buy a very expensive car in cash. Why? It's the idea. Like, if you're going to do a crime, you got to be, you can't just go out and buy a big ticket item. People watch that stuff. They do, yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful. Uh, But the phone is placed on a surface. The owner's gone. He couldn't hear. Brad Pitt doesn't hear of a threat. Uh, They blow the vault, and we just hear everything from Terry Benedict's perspective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They take out the van at the airport with one of the drivers, a robot. And in a really weird moment, Casey Affleck's not with his brother anymore. He's hanging out with Elliot Gould weird isn't it there's the sequel i want to see these yeah. two guys like hanging out that's a buddy cop road trip movie. that's I absolutely really it want. i do like how the camera moves and turns though yeah, yeah. uh and then they go ahead and they go uh they go but there's, there's no money in it it's full of flyers for hookers and terry benedict sees the same thing on the floor of the bellagio and so he's like look at the uh look, look at, the, at floor. the floor he goes does it say bellagio he goes, no why we had it put in on tuesday convenient yeah, yeah. weird I noticed it when they broke in that, you know, because I was looking this time. Not the first time. There's no way you would. Uh, no to, way would you put two and two together. This is the biggest plot hole in the, not the Bellagio, but the hookers. Yeah. It's the biggest plot hole. Because for this to work, you need to smuggle thousands of flyers for hookers down into the into the vault. How do you get them down there? Yeah. Huh. Just, just a thought. It's a, it's a good thought. <laughs> um... Not even screenwriter Ted Griffin can explain how the flyers got down in the vaults. They can be taken out as part of the ruse. So there we go. And would the SWAT be able, like when they're dressed as the SWAT, could they bring it in pretending it to be other stuff and then just chuck it in? No, because we see them going down the SWAT team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, they go down, and it's great because we do see them go down. Even even, uh, Saul is one for the SWAT team. (laughs) That's brilliant. (laughs) He's like, oh, he's taking like tablets as he drops down. Um, and that was a fun little moment when we get to see them. And then, for some reason, just so yeah, we know yes. it's just so we know it's him. Brad Pitt lifts his visor. I'm like, dude, Still we've been later. told over and over again. There's a there's a camera, and in my hotel, someone's always watching. Always. What are you doing? Stop lifting your visor. <sighs> um, I guess to the audience to go, he he he, we're in on it. Look, they're getting away with it. Um, Terry's getting beaten up by Bruiser when Benedict opens up the door. Because up until now, he's been we, we cut back to Bruiser once, <laughs> making all these noises as he pretends to beat up Danny by himself. Oh, you have to feel like an idiot after the first five minutes, wouldn't you? But again, a timing. Oh, I know. Oh. My favorite point is when he's like pretending to be Danny. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, te- Terry lets Danny go because he goes, did I have anything to do with what? Uh, I wonder how he got back in the room. Somehow. Through the event. But you can't go back up. Those those things are there now, aren't they? Unless they permanently... Like, how do you get back up the air? Like, you know, you know when they drop with the, with the glow sticks? How do you get back up there? Uh, plot hole 673. <laughs> um... But then uh, Tessa's phone and says, watch channel, whatever. We said that already. Uh, what if I told you I could get you all your money back if you give up Tess? 
and I'm not being funny. Why would the audio be so clear? And there wouldn't be any. It's audio. It's not perfect. Oh, they got microphones on. No, it's but not- it wouldn't be. You wouldn't have any audio there, would you? Really? What if I could tell you that? Anyway, I heard Tess. I heard Terry saying, "Yes, I'd give up Tess." Yeah, I heard that too. And the basic idea is, he goes, "I know a guy," which is not. But the thing is, he, she, Danny needs Tess to hear Terry say, "I'd give her up." Uh, And she starts crying. I'm like, "Look, his bank is his vault just got robbed of 160 million dollars." I wasn't telling the truth, baby. I wouldn't have given you up. I needed to hear what he had to say. Yeah, exactly. Done. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, great, but I'll tell you what. She goes walking out, and she goes, Tess, come on, Tess, Tess. Because Benedict's like, call the police. Tell him he's violating his parole. And she goes, you of all people, Terry, should know in your hotel, there's always someone watching. <laughs> and he walks out, and there's a shot. As he looks straight into the camera, and the camera zooms in on him, because that was the reveal, was, the, was was him ruling over his empire. And now at the end, he's lost everything, and the zoom and the anger as the door shut, and we never see him again the rest of the movie. Nope. Mm. Brilliant. Love that shot. Thought good. it was fantastic. Good, good, yeah. And the music is so like, like the villain has been put down, but he's, yeah. not, he's not out. Nope. Um, and then we get uh, the fountains. Uh, everyone gets out of the SWAT car and goes and hangs up by the fountain. The but Bellagio te- fountain. Tess sees that Danny's being put in the back of a cop car and goes, wait. And she runs forever. She runs and then she sees him. I don't know what she was running towards. And why would the cops let her just. Oh, just, yeah. oh hang on, hang on. Yeah, no, she's like, oh, wait, you guys are married? Yeah, all right, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> that's my husband. Not ex-husband, husband. husband. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Legally, um, she's completely wrong. Uh, if you sign the papers, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He, he says, I told you. I knew exactly what I was doing. She goes, well, I didn't. <laughs> uh, the scene of everyone standing around at the, at the Bellagio fountain and leaving was somewhat improvised. Soderbergh just said, Brad Pitt leaves first. Saul leaves last. Outside of that, line up and depart in whatever order you feel natural. Matt Damon said the fountain was the last thing they shot, and it was oddly emotional. And the classical music piece, which I think I might throw at the end of this oh, episode, yeah. Claire de Lune by Debussy, I think. Um, de- Debussy? Debussy? Yeah. D-E-B-U-S-S-Y? I think yeah, so, yeah. Um, bookends the gang's heist, because it's playing at the pool party before they go inside. I, re- I recognize mm-hmm. it there. But then we hear it again as they go to the fountains after they've pulled the job off. Liam, you've been here. I have. Um, I saw this movie before I went to Vegas, and I made a point of going to exactly the same spot they stood. And do you know what? That was emotional. Yeah? I can't, I can't explain Is to you. Is Carl Reiner still there? No. <laughs> I can't explain to you how emotional that is, standing there in front of them fountains and hearing them go off and hearing the music go with it and everything else. Yeah. And maybe I was caught up in nostalgia with the film and stuff and I was trying to and I was trying to recreate my own little Oceans Eleven, Oceans One <laughs> standing there. But it's it's it really is one of those moments where you go, I am standing where Brad Pitt There we go. If we ever get super George famous, Clooney. that's what we have to do. That'd be is cool. line up and get a video in front of the fountain. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. There we go. It'd be brilliant. Uh, I'll I'll play the old man, I guess. I'll get one of those bucket hats. <laughs> do you know the weirdest thing about the my trip to Vegas was um I went with my ex wife. Um and uh our song was your song by Elton John. Okay. We turned up and I went, oh my God, look, the Blasio Fountains. The music had just stopped, so I didn't hear what was just came on. Then as they started again, was your song, Elton John. We were there for a week. 
right? We then went back. Okay, let's just go back for one more look, you know, because I really do like them. Again, that song, your song came on. Is it on a loop? Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, okay. but it, but it's, just but, the timing. But it's yeah. not just one song being played. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be quite fresh. But yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. just yeah. like, how weird is that? Did you find that a little bit funny? <laughs> this feeling inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of those you can't easily hide. <laughs> Don't have much money because those... I lost it all at the casino. And if you go if you go across the street and go up the um, Paris at the uh, top of the Eiffel Tower yep. and watch it from above, again, oh, really? amazing. Ooh. Amazing. So, like, a really good... And I always forget this is never seen. Yeah. Because he's yeah. told, how long do you think you'll be going away for? He says, I don't know, three to six months. And, and we get to three to six, six months, months later. <laughs> and Rusty's eating as Danny emerges. Again. And Steven Soderbergh came up with a line, which Rusty says, I hope you were the groom. Not sure how that plays now. No. Uh, but Danny, without missing a beat, goes, Ted Nugent called. He wants his shirt back. <laughs> <laughs> which made me laugh. Which I like the idea of these guys, like, you know, just busting on each other, yeah. right? Yeah, Giving give, give to the crap. It, sh- it shows that, like... That romance or just that friendship? That, that thing where, where guys give each other a hard time as a form of... Affection. Affection. Love, That's love. a good word for it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he says, oh, I stopped and picked up your personal effects. Uh, roll a women. Here we go. Oh, Because <laughs> no. it's just Julia Roberts sitting there, and she looks... She looked uptight the whole movie, yeah. And now yeah. she looks really relaxed. Her hair's like naturally flowing. She's, she's wearing sunglasses to show Soft she pink. She looks actually quite similar to Shelby when she's in Steel Magnolias. A little bit, yeah. yeah when, when she's like the professional side of it, which is the way, yeah, yeah, so interesting. I like um, how she's sitting in the back seat, you know, like she was taking the back seat in the film. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. He gets in the back seat with her, though. He does, he does. But it's a convertible. So why not put the top down first? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it gives it more dramatic. I guess. As they, yeah. as they drive off into the sunset. Maybe it shows how the relationship has also transformed. <laughs> there we are. Um, so at the end of the movie, Danny Ocean says to Rusty... Uh, wrap it 13 million dollars and you drive this piece of shit during the heist benedict's handed a piece of paper that says the vault's holding 163 million 156 thousand 759 dollars in the first meeting of all 11 ocean says they'll all get an equal share during simple math it means reuben must have put up 20 million dollars in finance to pull off a job oh it's a big big ask that Jeez. is a big ask isn't it but you think they constructed like a casino and they did all this stuff and they were, yeah, so yeah. They drive off and they're being tailed by Benedict's guys, and that's the end of the film. Uh, the cast had gambled during their off hours. While there's disagreement between who won the most, Clooney says Matt Damon won the most. Damon says Brad Pitt won the most. It seems everybody's in agreement that Clooney lost the most. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> at one point, he lost 25 hands of blackjack in a row. So wow. that's why he did the Nespresso commercials. Maybe that's why he told the big guy to hit me. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Let's talk money. Bigger budget than I thought oh, was going to be. 2001. Well, let me tell you the budget first. Oh, yeah, go on. 85 million. Wow. wow. That's a big budget. That is. No wonder Warner Brothers is like, yeah, you can, you can do it for less. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if Julia Roberts wonder, got 20 million. <laughs> I, I mean, after salary, some of it, but I, but I wonder, like, the music. They used to hear a bit oh, of music. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, just renting out the Bellagio, basically, probably wasn't cheap. So, mm. yeah. So, what do we think for a total? Ethan, you've probably cheated. So, let's start with Liam. <laughs> And then, and then, and then doing, Ethan can tell us what it really is. I remember it doing quite well at the cinema, to be fair. Cause, well, um, it spawned a sequel, yeah. right? A whole, yeah, whole franchise. Yeah, yeah. Um, $230 million. And Ethan? Oh, I'm going to go. I'm thinking 190 I think he's doing the opposite now. I'm purposely trying to go further away. 
That was a big hit. Four fifty. Wow. Four fifty point seven. I was thinking two thousand one. It was such a fun movie. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone saw it coming. No. Not really. Um. So, uh, whose story is it? Well, they want you to believe it's Danny's, don't they? It's Danny's story, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it says his well, his his. his what woman. is the story? I mean, it's a. I do love a heist movie. I think he's steal more. Money, he, steal he's only stealing the money because he wants to get back with the girl, don't he? Oh, he's doing both. Mm. Yeah, but the driving force of stealing the money is to get her back. Sure, to ruin the guy who's helped ruin yeah. you. Yeah, sure. That's why I'm honor amongst thieves, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's just a good camaraderie, you know, boys, yeah. boys, boys kind of movie. Boys. Oh, by the way, boys night. Boys, boys night. Boys night. It was very late to be saying it that. It does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, role of women. Uh, sucks. There is yeah. one. She's woman. literally she's literally women. a prize to be fought over. That's and it. And that's it. There are two women. I'm told him one, one, of them is, one of them is Julia Roberts. The other is a, a hooker. I'm not, she's not even a character, dude. She's yeah. not. She's, that's, she's that's, that's the point. But yeah, spoken parts. Maybe two. Yeah. If that. That's a good point. Jeez. Yeah. But, you know. Julia Roberts gets told, "Do you like it for the art?" Right? Remember when she's at the front and, she, and he just yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. "I like that you like it." Yeah. But yet, Danny can kind of like talk about the art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's like, "Let me." She's happy with like, "Yeah, you buy me things just because it amuses me." <laughs> so she likes being kind of like this, like, like he sets her up as the curator, but you think it's just because it's his girlfriend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. It is. And then at the end, she just goes from one man to another man so quick fight over me okay you win yeah she moves you win big boy yeah she moves with the money yeah <laughs> well done i didn't know she was in the vault but it turns out she was yeah yeah it's not good it's not. um not in a way but i mean i'm okay with the idea of it as long as you don't have a string of them that's fine but in a vacuum and whoever it was who who i forget which the fj podcast and all that like this totally fails the bechdel test mm-hmm. acknowledging it and I'm okay with it. Yep. As long as it's not all the stories are like this, or even yeah. the majority of stories are like this. There needs to be room where you can still have stories like this. And oh, I'm okay with this. Yeah, 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 you do. Yeah. Uh, if I were to write the script now, I'd probably find something more for her to do. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd had her in on it. Well, at first, that's what I thought it was going to be, but I was no, like, no, she has to be the barometer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Well, they're divorced. How do you go? Oh, come on, help me. Oh, okay. Yeah, but were they really divorced? Danny and uh, Rusty didn't really have that have that argument, did they? I, I believe because it's, it's the two of them, and no one else is there. Liam, oh, imagine well. being in prison. And it's not like she's like, "No, I know I you're know. being you're being tailed by Linus, and so let's I do know, the script." I know, I know. I'm just saying it would it would have been nice twist to have her. I, in on so. it. I love right. this idea that was like, "Hey, I'm going to pull off a heist. You're going to have to spend a lot of money to divorce me, though." Yeah. Favorite character once. Uh, because it's going to be hard. So maybe if, if it's going to be a there major, was, choose a minor character as well. Minor character. Okay. I like the brothers. The brothers. Yeah. The cool. brothers were a good, good, uh, bouncing off each other and funny cool. and lighthearted. Uh, main character, Brad Pitt. I liked, I like Rusty. I liked the fact he was so uh, nonchalant and he wasn't the main guy, but he was like the second. He's Kinecki. Yeah, he's connecting yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, secondary, I really like Elliot Gould. He just has a fun <laughs> present, yeah. and he's just so funny. May oh, I really want to go. I want to go. Um, oh god, uh, I forgot the the casino owner. 
Cherry Benedict. Yeah, I, re- I really... He's so slimy. I'm glad you went there because I was an honorable mention. Yeah, I think he's so good. And, like, with, with the star power of this film, I think he really... He steals his scenes and he's so terrible that when he fails... I'll have a great time. And also when he shows up, I mean, he carries yeah. that lineage. You know he was in The Godfather. Oh, so there's yeah. a level of something there. Yeah. And at moments and at times, he did have that um, He's got a good Al Pacino-esque look it's, about It's like him. when we talked about Romeo and Juliet, where he go, don't forget Paul Sorvino yeah, yeah, was yeah. in Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. when he's Lord Capulet, like, oh, shoot. Yeah, yeah, Same yeah. idea. It's yeah. the scene when he's explaining everything to, like, his... Um, security guy about like what's going on. I was like, well, I don't understand. So, and he's just getting visibly yeah. angrier and angrier the more he has to explain it over and over. Uh, mine's gonna go. It's the name on the poster. Love Danny yeah. Ocean. Mm. Could could have easily been Rusty. They're a great pair. They're both both good. This is why I didn't go because I'm like they're they're just they're so intertwined to me that they yep. create one fantastic. I guess sort of character. Danny's got a Danny's got an arc. I mean Rusty yeah. doesn't. That's the thing. Rusty's yeah. just there, kind of to be Kanicki, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Or like I said, and you agreed to. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll go for my minor character. I really like Saul. Saul's yeah. story is really quite, and it could have been Matt Damon as well, although Matt Damon maybe isn't so much minor. I think Matt Damon probably is a major. A mini major. They've both got arcs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they both he got arcs. A, he yeah. has, a lot of his arc is interacting with the, the major characters compared to everyone else. Yeah, because he's, he's like he's like fronting against Danny yeah. most of the movie. Whereas the, I mean, they're all trying to prove they can do it. The young guy, he can do it. The old guy, he can still do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's that ageism and all that. So I, I really like his, and at the end, he's the last one to leave, and he's, he looks so happy with his little bucket hat on yeah. and watching like the fountains go. Yeah. It's like, oh, someone explained to the old man he's how, like, how like, fountains now, work. Now I can retire. Now I can retire. <laughs> I can bet on horses rather than dogs. Yeah, One yeah. last score. Yep. Um, so there is that. A favorite moment, favorite element? Uh, my favorite moment, actually, is that little montage of the escaping from the casinos. That is good. All the people that are breaking out. From the 50s to the 70s. Oh, that bit. I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the three most successful yeah, heists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. good. I just, that always stuck in my head. That's it's a great moment. It's a little, lovely little moment. Yeah. I love the stylization of this film. There are so many heist films that are like, oh, we'll do all this. And at the end, we'll be like, oh, actually, this, 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 and this. And we'll have some funky music. No, there's just a style to this. And I feel like I'm on a journey compared to I'm going to find everything else out in the end. But I just, I feel like I'm in on it. Yeah. And the twists and turns are really well done and it links into what liam said with the, with the montages they just they work and they they bring you on that adventure mm. yeah i'll go mine uh we've watched a few see it or skip it kind of films lately i'm just going i want to have some fun at the movies nice mm. why does everything take itself so seriously and this film why doesn't so serious yeah. yeah this film doesn't this film's a lot of fun and uh i'm okay with that i want to be i want to be part of the crew how do i sign up for this mm. what can i do I, I must have some sort of skill and there's that no I can really use. violence towards anybody no it's just, it's just lads out going out and going, right, let's yeah. nick some money. Let's nick some money, yeah. Let's take it because we can. Yeah. And we get to feel, like like Ethan said, in on it. You know what I mean? Like, who yeah. doesn't want to be on the inside of, of, of a bank robbery? You know, every now and then we get put on the other side. But, you know, if we ever do Inside Man, which is a great film directed by Spike Lee. Oh, okay. Ooh, never seen that. About, nice. and they kind of make you root for both sides of it. It's really well done. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Clive Owens, the Clive Owen and Denzel, I think, are the two leads in that. Oh, I like Clive Owens. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a very nice pair. It's an it's an acting masterclass there. So yeah, Ooh, but no, I, I like heist movies. But it's, it was fun, and I yeah. like a fun movie. Same. Um, Grumble. Oh, I I call bullshit on it all. I mean, <laughs> too many plot it, holes, huh? Oh, too many. <laughs> Everything had to be so precise. I mean, also right. How 
are you going to grab all those bits of equipment identical to the bloody vault, right? And someone not go, oh, they ordered these parts. They they are they got these and um you know from the same person, <laughs> you know, and made them identical to yeah. the actual room. I mean, come on. Yeah, someone's gonna have a record of that. Of course they are. Yeah, uh, Ethan. Uh, Don Cheadle's act just you know what I was going to say was actually, just Don Cheadle I don't I don't enjoy his his character at all in this because it's it's partially the acting but he's just his character is a nothing burger he is a nothing thing a character yeah. in this film, uh, which is a shame I was gonna I'm also gonna say Don Cheadle he was my issue with this and it's it the wasn't I remember the accent and I was like okay I know the accent's bad but when I look back on it his character just sucks yeah. it does even the bit where like he comes in with the problem and then sol- solves it for him I'm like, it's so lazy stupid it's like give it a beat give it another scene Find some, like yeah. have him go and then he all of a sudden someone says something and he realizes okay maybe there's like someone pinches someone or go you know hey it could be worse i'm in vegas i want to be like pinch me i'm dreaming and then he go ah a pinch he's essentially there to to fill the 11 because he does 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 he do the explosives as well? Yeah, like, yeah, he does the explosives and the the um and the pinch, but that's it. And it's it's just a shame. I'm not being funny as well, right? There's no high stakes in this movie. You know, at one point you go, "Oh, I'm worried about them." Oh, I'm worried about. Oh, that. I, no, I I I disagree. Really? Yeah. Apart, I'm, from, the, apart from the Chinese, when the SWAT guy, team show up, I'm legitimately concerned because I think they're real. And when there's the gunfire and the explosion, like the gunfire and the happen. explosion, absolutely. When the van gets taken out, because I still think they're in the van. Oh, yeah. no. The first time I, you watch, I never thought. I, oh. I know. I know. I never. Knew, I didn't think I was remote control. Yeah, but I knew there was something like maybe, but a they got, guy or something. Um, because you know, why would you have all that? How are you going to get away from that? You have to get away. I, 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 I'm, I'm concerned the, the when they go down there. I'm concerned when. Um, Oh, what's the thing? Uh, I'm concerned. I was concerned briefly when when Saul dies until he didn't die. <laughs> but Brad picked up like, oh, he's probably okay. Um, but again, I always thought, no, that's part of their plan because you know they're trying to dive. Oh, because they showed him a bunch of times just sitting yeah. there by himself. Again, like, he really doesn't know anyone's him watching him because he's alone. It's only us. Oh. It's just us. Yeah, but I didn't think of that feeling. <laughs> okay, that's the, weird, isn't the it? The only expl- it's like he's practicing. He's really method and he's practicing, but oh, uh, you're practicing to sweat. Yeah. No. Um, I would then... Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's that. I will say this. I mentioned it on the good things, and I should have. I think the pacing's fantastic. Yeah. Like, you get to, like, 50 minutes in, and the heist has begun. Yeah. Like, I'm like, we, yeah, bring it. We pause, like, two or three times, and every time you pause, went. No, there's no way we're that far in. Yeah, no, there's no way there's only that little left. Oh my god, the patience. But you're you're in the the heist has begun yeah. about fifty minutes in, which is the right time for because that's the fun part of any movie. I want to see it happen. It doesn't what stay. I, it's welcome. And I love that. Yeah. No, what I do like about this movie as well is um, like you say about the pacing is the fact that it's one thing after another. It's like, yep. right, we're going to do this. That's my be only this. issue with it, actually, this might be my only issue, because you know what Don Shadle, the whole pinch thing, the padding that is. Oh, yeah. Like, I think I made, did the movie have to be two hours? You could have made 140, what? 145. Yeah. Why did Matt Damon have to go in? Just get the thing. Oh, I'm okay with Matt Damon because as the audience, the I mean, character. I need to see them overcome a, a, a thing, and this is the thing. But they didn't really overcome anything, really, did I they? I know, but that's the joke's on me. Oh, okay. I'm okay with being in the dark. I, I like it's, that. It's more of a character thing as well for him. Like to Can of, the young guy step up? Yeah. And the fact that he completely ignores him and walks away. Why? Because you know he's going to be there anyway. I'd mm. liked it more if one guy got left behind. 
Oh, jeez. It's always at no. Because that leaves more high stakes. No, because, because these guys are... Is he going to rat on these, him? These guys, gonna... are, these guys are brotherhood. The guy that's left behind is Danny, intentionally. Mm. He still has to talk his way out of there. Yeah, true. Um, He's technically the full guy. Anybody's best role ever? Oh, Julia Roberts. <laughs> I don't think it is because no one's got I'm enough joking, to do. I'm joking. No, no, I hear you, but no one's got enough to do. No, they have. Clooney's been better than other things. It's, Pitt's been better than other it's things. It's an all-star cast, so no one's really shining, shining as such. Like Damon Goodwill Hunting, much better than oh, this. I'll tell you who was really good in this and anything else he's done. The Chinese guy. Oh, jeez. He was. He's much better in this than twelve and thirteen. Yes, I'll give you that. He was brilliant. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember what he did in fourteen. I never saw thirteen. I never saw. Well, I saw twelve eight, once. Even. Yeah. Was he an eight? Apparently, I don't, oh, okay. rem- I don't remember him. Um, Clooney's been better in a lot of things. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> not that one. And not Andy one fine Garcia's day. Been in better you in know what? Things, I, yeah. I think that both Clooney and, um, oh God, uh, both been good in the same film. Burn off the re- they're both fantastic. Yeah, they're both fantastic. Okay, argument here. I have some favorite character. Yeah. Best acting performance of the film has got to be Andy Garcia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the best you, actor that, in this. That's why I love this. Age. Because you don't like him, and you're not on his side. You don't like him, and he's also got like the best cinematography is on him as well. Oh, like, yeah. he, like Dave, they, they clearly knew they wanted him to be a menace, and he was a good, good choice to do it. But he nails like I said, it. He, he does the Al Pacino thing where you just think, yep. "Ooh, yeah." Um, I think it's that time, Ethan. Age game, yeah. age game. Let's all. I never wanna hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? <laughs> I was really tempted to do all 11 and I'm not for the sake of uh, the runtime so I'm just going to go with sort of I think the best ones so we've got George Clooney Danny Ocean Ooh, Salt and Pepper King Hang on 20 20 years ago now years how ago. old do I think he is now 42 45 39 wow really okay. yeah we're older than him fuck off oh, we're, we're older now than he is that Jesus Christ no it's the hair. It's the hair and the goatee where it's all like. He's got a bit of salt I, and pepper, though. Yeah. I mean, that happens oh my when you're. Yeah. God. He's also got like that Mediterranean look. Yeah. yeah. He's a good looking guy, though. He's a very good looking guy. <laughs> you look at him now, you're like, okay, you are starting to look like an old man now, George, but you've had a good run. <laughs> he has had a very good run. Yeah. He's eating his way through. We've got Brad Pitt. Oh. <laughs> 33. No, he's deceptively old in this. He's north of 40, so I'm going to say 40. 37. All right. What would you say? 33. Oh, I got it. You did. Barely. You were right, north of 40. Uh, Elliot Gould. Oh. This is a surprise when he's younger than both of them. (laughs) 52. 60. You were really close. 62. Yeah. Wow. I saw him at that Friends. I think I must have seen how old he was at that Friends reunion. because he looks. He's really frail now. He looks frail. Oh, okay. Bless him, yeah. Uh, Matt Damon. Ooh. Every time you hear him, we just go, ooh. <laughs> it's um, hard, though. When that's a 20-year-old film. Yeah. Um, 30. 27. Liam is right on the money. 30 years old. Yeah. He's, he's deceptively old because he he can play young really easily. Yeah, yeah. Because he had, like, this two-year stint where he went from really young to just looking old. Did he? Yeah, yeah. It was right when he did, like, was it Interstellar? He just started. Never saw really- Interstellar. I saw, what was that, Downsizing? Yeah. That's a terrible film. Yeah. The Martian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Martian. Good movie. Black Martian's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh Andy Garcia. Mm. Forty two. Oh, I was gonna say forty two. Um forty two. Forty four. Forty four. Woo 
You gave that one to him. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) And finally, the woman with the most screen time, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. What's that? 19. I'm trying to how old she is now. Thirty-four. Thirty-one. You're the close. Thirty-three. Hey, uh, I think I took that one actually. Yeah. Oh, then you. Nice back and forth. Lots well of the thing. Thanks, Ethan. Uh, um, now it's time to talk about the critics. I should have told someone to look up the critics. Oh, no. Georgia. Oh, it's said. only Georgia, isn't it? Yes, it is. But that's okay. I can rotten tomatoes this pretty quickly here. All right. Ocean's 11, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Wow. It's almost at our boundary if it wasn't uh, the fact that it was a, an anniversary. Let's take a look at some of the big reviews here, he said, hoping he's gonna, they're going to pop up on the screen. Uh, People Magazine called this film pure fun from start to finish and included it on its end-of-year best screen list. Uh, Newsweek said Ocean's Eleven bounces along with finger-snapping high spirits, and said while Soderbergh has made deeper films, this carefree caper film is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum from The Reader says, It's a pretty good caper comedy for 11-year-old boys, but heist thriller would make it sound too ambitious and gives it 5 out of 10. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, And then finally, the uh, master of the movie review himself, Roger Ebert, says, As movie capers go, the specifics in Ocean's Eleven are not necessarily state-of-the-art. I can think of more ingeniously executed plans, most recently in the score, but then this is not a movie about suspense, but about suavity. Clooney and Roberts deliberately evoke the elegance of stars like Cary Grant and Ingrid Berman. Garcia is as smooth, groomed, polished, and tailored as George Raft, and the movie blendlessly ends not with a shootout, but with a complicated plot finesse. I enjoyed it. It didn't shake me up, and I wasn't much involved, but I liked it as a five-finger exercise. Now it's time for Soderbergh to get back to work. Three nice. out of three out of four stars. Well, nice, yeah. nice review. Nice review, and I feel it probably hits the highs and the lows. Yeah, you know, this, is this great cinema? It's fun. No, cinema. no. Is it a fun movie? Heck yeah. Oh, yeah! I had a good time. All it needed was a car chase scene. There we go. <laughs> so let's look at our critics, shall we, and see yeah. what our critics felt about the film. I'd like to know what Chuck thought about it. <laughs> yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? Uh, so we've got. Oh, I need to bring up. I've got put too many posts out today. I put out the fleece as usual. Four point two percent called it a poor film. Twelve point five an okay film. Thirty seven point five a good film. But our majority, forty five point eight percent of our respondents, called it a great film. This guy shows already, isn't it? Not a whole lot of people commenting today. We've got uh, Danny and Drew from It's a Musical. I've never seen it. <laughs> Outside of Endgame, heist movies don't really do it for me because the characters seem so unlikable. Well, boo-hoo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sister of the podcast, that's Kirsty. says, excellent film. Uh, me, I'll gladly watch over and over again. Love the humor, suspense, and chemistry. Couldn't think of a better cast for this. Hashtag Viva Las Vegas. Hashtag Ross and Monica's dad. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this podcast. Says, that's our Aussie friends. Fantastic film. Far better than the original. Made me want to rob a casino when I first saw it. <laughs> You're not wrong. And finally, Carlo, low, 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 says, Love it. A really fun film carried by the excellent chemistry between the cast, but also a snappy dialogue and a clever, witty script and energetic direction. So thank you very much. Those of you who joined in with some words, what are we ranking it? Uh, Oh, while you're doing that, uh, you guys come up with yours and then I'm going to read George's given some thoughts. 
uh, if you want to go ahead. Uh, Liam, we've gone this far. Let's, we're testing people more than usual. What's the random word? The random word today is Bellagio Fountains. Bellagio Fountains? <laughs> yeah. All right, Bellagio Fountains is our I random was say fountain, phrase. So I thought, no, Bellagio is good. Nice. <laughs> it's going to be the same gif over and over again. I'm gonna get, well, there you go, people, you got your challenge on Bellagio Fountains. Um, as you're giving your thoughts about what you think you're going to give it, let me read George's. Ocean's Eleven Thoughts. So I've definitely seen this before, but no, have no idea when or where. I recognized a lot of the opening sequences and characters, but couldn't remember enough of it for there not to be surprised to it. It's a very fun movie and one that I would ha- happily watch again in a little while. The actual scheme they pull off is great, as we only get shown parts of it in the run-up and find out the rest in real time, which I think gives the story some scope for covering up errors and allowing it to be a little vague. Because, you know, you don't really want people going around robbing casinos in real life, all Ocean's (laughs) Eleven style. Wouldn't be the best publicity for the film. Nope. It's a massive cast to keep track of, and the face blindness kicked in quite considerably in places. But despite that, I managed to just about keep track of what was going on and who was who. The love story feels a little bit shoehorned in, but I guess without the character motivation, the plot doesn't happen. So, you know. Favorite element, the score. What is basically a fun, silly heist film doesn't really deserve to have such an amazing score. It's so lovely. Little grumble. Uh, I don't know, really. I guess there isn't anything stakes-wise, which is what I think the love story is supposed to be, but I never really got that invested. I think it's due to the fact the cast is so big, there's no real deep dive into any one story. Role of women isn't bad. Oh, I disagree there, George. Yeah. <laughs> there's obviously just the fact there's only one woman, and she's the love interest. There's no reason why at least one or two of the 11 couldn't have been women. It's about male camaraderie. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it wasn't offensive in any way, and it didn't really bother me. I'm just picking. You're true. Uh, overall, it's a fun film. I think a second watch, you might get more entertainment out of it, as the people would already be set, and I might be able to concentrate on the intricacies of the plot. But like I said, it's not a big complaint. I uh, I enjoyed it. It's in and out. Huh, heist pun. Pretty quickly, and is well paced. With all that, I'm going to give it seven emerald explosives out of ten. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Thank you, Georgia. Yeah. Ethan. Ooh, I really like this. I think it's really fun. It's like, like you said, it's not highbrow cinema. It's just a great, it's like a roller coaster, like a theme park ride where there's some highs, lows, and just a fun little corkscrew by the end that I'm, I'm screaming. Um, so for that, I'm going seven and a half pinches out of 10. Okay. Um, I really enjoy this movie. Um, I love the cast. Um, I think it is, it is fun. It is fun to watch. A lot of plot holes. Um, I do love the Bellagio fountains. <laughs> so I'm going to give this eight and a half um, misconceptions of misdirections and loopholes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, I'm torn. I came in here to think I was going to rate it higher than I am. Oh, same. Um, I thought I was giving it a nine. When I, when I sat down. So I love this film. I do love this film. It's great fun. It's not a great movie. Nice. It's a fun movie. It is. And yeah. so how high does that go in my head? There are some plot holes. I mean, Don Shadle and that whole middle second act, I just, Ugh. I don't think I realized just how stupid that is. Ugh. Don Shadle put this from eight and a half to seven and a half for me because yeah. he doesn't need to exist. Um, the ending's convoluted. Again, there's plot holes, but you have to kind of just go with it, I think, and yeah. just embrace that sometimes it's about the journey you go on. It doesn't have to make sense. That being said, I still like to make more sense than it does. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go with um, eight missing Bellagio floor signs <laughs> out of ten. So that's, uh, what was it, seven 
Uh, seven half, and a half. Seven and a half yeah. from you. Seven from Georgia. Eight from me. Eight and a half. So we went up the ladder and yeah, back. Yeah. So all that's left for us to do. We talked about the Patreon already. It's going live in a couple of weeks. We'll definitely give it another shot of it when Georgia comes back on to explain it fully, rather than me trying to riff. But it was there. <laughs> um, so what we got left to do is talk about what we're doing next week. Ooh. Next week, I believe, also, also an anniversary film, if memory serves. Most of them are anniversary uh, <laughs> I don't want people to think we're being greedy with our Patreon. I definitely don't want people thinking that. So it would be really tempting, though, just to say, show me the money. Yay, we are doing Jerry Maguire oh, next week on the eve of its 20th, 25th wow. anniversary. Wow. This is, this is um, uh, Renee Zellweger, isn't it? Renee Zellweger's real kind of first yeah. foray yeah, 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 into yeah. being a serious actress. She did Empire Records, yeah. and then this was it. This Cuba is our coming Gooden out party. Junior? Pardon me? Cuba Gooden Jr.? Cuba Gooden Jr. wins an Oscar oh, for this. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tom so. Doing his, oh, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, um, John Travolta's late ex-wife. Oh, well, Kelly, late wife. Kelly Preston. Kelly Preston's in this in a yeah, small yeah, role, yeah, yeah. yeah. So really, really good stuff. Um, looking forward to I'm tackling. looking forward to this. Tackling. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. As, as I'm getting ready to watch some football anyway. So yeah, oh. we'll see this. It's going to be it's gonna be a touchdown next week. I can't <laughs> wait to watch this. Excellent. So please join us next week when we tackle, as I've said before, hey. the Jerry, the Jerry Maguire, the Tom Cruise <laughs> Led sports drama romance super hybrid movie. That's a lot. That's right. Jerry Maguire for best film ever. I've been Liam. And I've been Ethan. And join us next week where the football gives us a little more action, but a whole lot more conversation. Nice. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop.